All right, good to see you or listen or be here. What I'm telling you is this. I got an exciting show coming up. I will be in Las Vegas uh, January 31st and February 1st at the Mirage Hotel and Casino. And you can get tickets, theovon.com slash tour. Uh, also coming up, um, I have a show in Toronto, uh, England, Scotland, Norway, Amsterdam, somewhere else as well. All of those tickets available, theovon.com slash tour. Today's guest is a vibrant man, a real, um, he's, well, he's as Arkansas as you can get. Um, he, uh, he's rising in the ranks of MMA, uh, and, uh, and I'm just really honored to have him on here today. He's very inspirational. Today's guest is none other than Thug Nasty. Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. How was that flight, man? Nah. I don't like flying. Really? <laughs> I wore my boots for the flight. Yeah? The whole time you take them off while you're on the plane? No, hell no. I leave them boots on. You know why I wear my boots on a plane? Mm, hold on. Let me think for a second. Nuh-uh. Right when I get on, I'm looking for terrorists. Really? Always assume there's about four of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. and if there's four of them, you know how they operate, right? There's going to be two sleepers. So I'm really, I'm looking for the four ones that are going to pop up. Yeah. Those are the motherfuckers I'm dropping first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And the most that can attack you, even if there's four of them on a plane, only two can attack you. One in the front, one in the back. I got right. a pair of boots. I'm going boom right to the nuts. Right to the You know nuts. what I'm saying? Boom right to the nuts. Boom, boom. Turn around. Taking out another one. I'm going to start stomping on their heads and shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I'm looking for the sleepers. Oh, yeah. So And so the sleepers, is but how many more do you think that they would have? At least two sleepers, yeah. if if they know what they're doing. If not, there's some rookies. I'm going to fuck them up anyways. Yeah, you know? if not, this is Bush League terrorism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a fucking... If not, this is a small-time outfit, you know? It's probably just some fucking fellas out of, out of Jackson, you know? It's probably just with some guys that went to USM, you know? Yeah. That's probably all it is. Mm-mm. I'm ready for the real shit. Yeah. Dude, I think about that sometimes. A buddy of mine reported a uh, reported a guy in his on his flight who seemed like sketchy you know mm-hmm. and the whole time the flight attendant's like watching this guy and i think it was just like a sweaty guy mm-hmm. you know just look real fidgety yeah yeah i, I keep my eyes a, on him yeah. yeah those could be your sleepers right there yeah, you know that, they man. might not stand up first but you know they're back there just geeking they're just yeah, ready. They're ready yeah <laughs> they're just back there sharpening their fuses <laughs> yeah, yeah they got their little shanks and <laughs> yeah. shit that's where i got my boots on buddy <laughs> i love it man um was it nerve-wracking this is your first time in los angeles Yes, sir. That's awesome. Well, I've, I've actually stopped at the airport before because my mom, she took me to Hawaii one time, me and my sister, and we stopped at L.A. and then flew to Hawaii. But this is my first time, like, getting out, walking around and stuff. I really like the sushi. Yeah? Got good sushi. You went and had some, huh? Yeah, twice already. Damn, <laughs> yeah. bro. You I like branching out. Yeah, I know, man. They're not going to recognize it. you when you no. get home, man. <laughs> They're gonna because a lot of sushi I had growing up. A lot of times we just had catfish mostly, mm-hmm. which is really my favorite. Mm-hmm. But then you start getting a catfish get, in the sushi. 
No, I've never had catfish and sushi. I'm about to say, now that don't sound good at all. <laughs> you got to fry that catfish, man. I've tried to do gumbos and whatnot with it, man. It, sh- it just needs to be fried. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I wonder why you can't do catfish as like a um, like a sushi. Well, well you can't eat it raw because it's like a freshwater or what whatnot. I've heard that. It's oh, gotta, that makes good you, sense. You probably. can only eat those uh, saltwater fish. Mainly, oh, that makes sense. mainly saltwater fish. You can only eat them raw. But like salmon, I guess they're saltwater and freshwater. They kind of alternate or something like that. But catfish, you ain't supposed to eat it raw yeah. ever. Uh, I guess even by looking at it, if I look at it, I'll be like, oh, I ain't eating this raw. Yeah, even if I just look it in the face, it makes me feel like. Dude, they're my favorite. Yeah. They are my favorite. They're my favorite to catch. They're probably my favorite to eat. They're just like little dirty bottom feeders, man, just like me. (laughs) Hey, man, bro. Dude, I remember we used to go fishing for like bullheads, they used to call them, like small. Yeah, little ones. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And we go catch those, and those are like some of the first things that we would catch when I was Well, them are the tastiest ones. You know, when they start getting too big, they don't taste as good. You have to actually trim off a lot of the meat. Yeah. When they get too big, you get like a 10-pounder. You're going to be, you know, trimming some meat off of it that you don't even want to eat because it turns red. Because once they get like a certain age, I guess all the chemicals and shit in the water starts building up in their system. Because they're collectors, really. That's the thing. They're almost like a shrimp of a fish, really. I mean, they're definitely... Mm -hmm. They're not really... Yeah, I guess they're not your cleanest ones. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought that sushi comes from a lot more of ocean fish yeah that salt water i guess purifies it or something like that but uh what do you get what kind of sushi do you get i like the salmon and well, sashimi I, I like them all i yeah. like every damn one of them but i just the reason i get the salmon is because i hear everybody say it's the uh the healthiest for you so i'll get like salmon and scallop and mm-hmm. stuff like that because i'm really just trying to eat healthy when i eat it yeah um now what will you get you get that sashimi where they cut it's just the fish or you get it on the little on those little the do, little rice bags i do the rolls of it where they come in like little rolls like that big and yeah. sometimes that, like the one i got today it had it had salmon in the middle of the roll and then on the outside it had or i mean i'm sorry it had scallops in the middle of the roll and on the outside it had salmon mm. so i'm just trying to eat healthy really yeah Mm-hmm. And so you like sushi because it really provides it provides it's easy to eat healthy there. It, yeah, yeah, it's like something good that that's healthy too, you know. Because a lot of the stuff that you that you eat that's healthy, you don't really like it. You yeah. know, it's just you're just eating it because it's healthy. Well, sushi, I like it and it's healthy. So yeah. kill two birds with one stone. Do they have a sushi place in your town? They have one, and I mean it's it's pretty pricey. You know, if I go there, it's a special occasion. Oh yeah, prom. Actually, or yeah, ask my girlfriend out there. We went and Didn't had you? sushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a dude. I remember when I was growing up, dude. They had one of the night. If you took a girl to sushi, that that's was, some real shit. Yeah, especially like level. in a small town, it, and it was like a real. That was taking a girl out. Yeah, yeah. That's how I. That done was it. really showing. That's her how out. I done it, man. Um, the girl that you're seeing, did you were you dating her in high school or what? No, she's a. Uh, when I was in high school, she was, she was way out of high school. She's older than me. I think she's seven years older than me. So oh, she's an adult. She yeah, she grown ass woman. Damn, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Let her spank you sometime, dude. You know what I'm saying? She might have to, man. I won't say nothing, man. <laughs> I won't say nothing, bro. But dude, she, we used uh, to do peeping Tom, and whenever I was growing up, and we used to go. And they had this one house you could go to, dude, and the man was always, mm-hmm. uh, him and the wife was always spanking each other. <laughs> and we would go fucking. You just looking through a hole in the wall? No, no, no. By the window. We would by just get up by the window okay. and watch. <laughs> nice. I used to love it, man. I used to love that kind of stuff. Um, 
Were you nervous about flying to Los Angeles? Like, I mean, you said you flew here before, but were you nervous about getting here? Has there been anything that's been like unique that you've seen? Oh, uh, that stands out, you know? I pretty much just went to the hotel. I'm actually, uh, I am nervous about walking around town and shit. I didn't really go nowhere. You know, I don't, I don't like to go nowhere. I don't even like to travel. Right. Honestly, I really don't. I yeah. like to sit home. I like to, if I got free time, I like to go out somewhere, you know, go fishing or, you know, something like that. But big cities and stuff, they scare me. I don't like walking around. Yeah. But, uh, well, I noticed you too. without my pistol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is a concealed carry state. Man. I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to fuck around and find out. <laughs> but look, I say also keep a couple on you. <laughs> yes, you know? Yeah, That's fuck it. Yeah, I say the same thing. I mean, I just, just throw a bullet really hard at somebody. I fucking do that too. <laughs> I got these boots, but that's <laughs> yeah, about there it, you go, man. Dude, it would be cool if you got the the tips of those boots plated like a bullet, you know, mm-hmm. with like the copper at the really end. That'd be pretty dope. And some steel toes. Yeah. Now they're just regular. I got them for five bucks at a yard sale. So oh, nice, they're man. Just your regular ass kicking boots. <laughs> do you have a yard at home? What's your uh? I know you got a driveway. I've heard you talk about it. Do you have a yard? Yeah, yeah. It's all pasture. It so is? So I got like probably, I don't know, maybe 10 trees or something, you know, a bunch of, you know, just acres of just pasture, field. It's all good hay. Yeah. Actually, I don't really know a ton about hay, but um, I called over a buddy who does, and he says, you got pretty good hay, about 50 bucks a bale. And they cut it. Do they? Does he come and cut it or no? Well first year that i that i moved in um i told my neighbor he's really nice and i like the guy his name's mr jimmy Mm -hmm. well jimmy had cows out on on me and uh, i didn't care i wanted the cows out there because they eat the hay they fertilize i want to farm it all anyways you know i'm just kind of waiting until i get my farm equipment set up and everything but i want to farm it so i want that that soil being fertile and whatnot oh yeah and it's nice looking too seeing the cows up yeah. there pretty cool yeah they would headbutt my trailer and shit kind of left some holes so i had to barbed wire around the trailer but other than that and you know they're constantly shitting in the yard but my dogs kind of scared them off around the uh trailer so they weren't shitting like right by the trailer right all the time but sometimes they would if the dogs would run out they'd come up to the trailer they'd headbutt my barbed wire and shit everywhere but oh so they're playing a little game or something with the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they they play grab ass with them dogs out there yeah, like <laughs> but it, uh so the first year i had jimmy and jimmy was just taking all the, the hay and giving it to his cows and jimmy's nice i don't mind mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind it at all you know never said anything about it so yeah take it all as sure as didn't care well he sold all them cows right and so he sold all them cows, and some other dudes start taking the hay. Well, it, I guess his name's Johnny, you know, whatever right. the hell his name is. I don't know. So right. Johnny comes over, and Johnny's taking the hay. And uh, I tell him, hey, man, how about 200 bucks for this whole field? You know, and that was, I, I appraised it. I got my buddy who does it for, you know, on the side, and he said, man, you got oh, at yeah. least $1,200 worth of hay, at least maybe $1,500 worth, just depending on where you're selling it at. That grass appraiser, dog. Somebody's yeah. got to know. Yeah, well, I got Bermuda. <laughs> oh, Ber- wow. Ber- Bermuda's supposed to be the best of the best for the for the hay, mm. and he said, you've got Bermuda in your yard. You, you know, and the it, good shit. I got the good shit. This and ain't so, no brown frown, dog. No, you got that fucking like, sticky I, Yeah, hickey. yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I got the no, good man. shit. Yeah. And so Jimmy comes, or Johnny comes over. And he says, can I mow all that? And I said, well, how's 200 bucks sound? And like I said, I already had it praised. It's probably about 1200 bucks worth of shit. Typically, you're looking at like a, a 40-60 split. They mm-hmm. take 60, you take 40, because they're, they're paying for all the equipment. Yeah, the, they're 
they're they're putting in hours. Yeah, you know, so forty. You're not doing anything. You watching them? Yeah. So I'm and owning the land. Yeah, and I'm I'm sitting here asking for less than twenty. You know, and uh, what do he say? Shakes my hand, says, "Okay, you got a deal." Comes back the next day. I'm outside painting. He comes up, storms his truck into my driveway, just slams on the brakes, gets out. This is an older fella, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not a fucking. Uh, a cow. I'm not gonna punch an older fella. You yeah. Know? But this motherfucker walks up to me like he's gonna plumb whoop my ass. He's he storms up to me, and he says, "You know what? I thought about what you said, and you ain't no man of your word. You told Jimmy he could have all this. Hey, blah 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 blah. And I said, Hey, your name ain't Jimmy, motherfucker. You know, I didn't tell you shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did tell Jimmy he could have the. Hey, you ain't Jimmy. You know. And then blah blah blah. Yeah, we yeah yeah. And he says, "Well, I'm putting up a gate between our or a fence between our yards." I said, "I don't give a fuck. You you waste your time. Put up your fence. I don't give a fuck." Next day he comes over apologizing. Blah blah blah. He says, "I'm sorry for the way I acted. I was mad that my, I guess one of his little tools broke. He hit a stump with his little hay harvester and it broke one of his little things. So mm-hmm. he was mad about that. I forgave him, but." We're not Damn. on good terms, you know. Wow. <laughs> he just pissed me off. So you and the Hay guy really, y'all yeah. had have fallen out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Damn. Definitely. But yeah, I guess in some, uh, do you guys have anything else on your property that's like pecans, Mm-mm. acorns, anything like that? Anything that's really l- sellable? I got a little bit of acorns in the back. I'm going to plant some oak. I have planted some oak trees. I planted two of them. I planted like more than 10 of them only two of them left because i planted them at the wrong time mm-hmm. i don't know the first thing about farming but right. um but it's a long-term goal of yours oh definitely man like i want to have cattle i want to put some uh, oak trees in the back have the acorns and you know have corn All and, and taters yeah the whole thing man oh, and, hell and yeah. my mimi she she grew up on a farm you know that's kind of what made me want to do it and she lives there near you well, she she's passed away. She's from Hot Springs, so that's oh, about nice. that's about two hours from my place. So I moved about two hours north of Hot Springs, and uh, let's throw these on. So we can get it. Yeah. Well, uh, so she always said that that uh, tomatoes and okra. She she swore up and down. She said tomatoes and okra grows good in Arkansas. So oh wow! I, so I'm definitely going to grow tomatoes and okra. And Mimi, you said that's your grandmother? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what crops do they have around you guys? Soybeans, uh, a lot of corn, a lot of cotton. There's a shit ton of rice. Oh, Arkansas really? Arkansas is the number one producer of rice in the country. I believe number two in the world. Wow. Yeah, out of all the other countries, I think we produce more in most countries in the state of Arkansas. Damn, that's fascinating. I didn't China know China whoops us, but, you know, it's all of fucking China. If yeah, you but go tell China from, to come over here and do it, dude. We'll whoop their ass. That's bro. what I'm you know saying, what I'm saying, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Exactly. It's easy to fucking grow, do whatever you're doing over there. Uh-huh. Um, you love Arkansas, man. Mm-hmm. You love it, I and do. is your is your family lived there for a long time? Are you guys as far back as I know? Yeah, uh, my family's lived in Arkansas, so I all I know back is my great grandma Cora, my great grandma Cora. You know Bill Clinton's from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. My great grandma Cora babysat Bill Clinton. Oh wow, yeah, she she raised him. That's, and what does she remember anything about him? Any low key information? Well, she loved him. She loved my grandma. Hated him. My Mimi, mm-hmm. she hated him. She despised him. My mom don't like him uh, just because of his politics and whatnot. But as as far as uh, who raised him, that was my great-grandma. She wow. raised him. Her name's Cora Walters. Hmm. She's in the book, uh, 
that My Life by Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't read the book. I just skipped to the page with her picture. She's in. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. I've listened to the. What's funny is I've listened to the audio book of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Fayetteville's beautiful. People don't give Fayetteville. It doesn't get enough credit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, beautiful. It's, it's about three hours for me. Oh, okay. It, up there is where I bought my Toyota. That's the last time that I went up there. I bought a Toyota this year, a little Corolla, good mm-hmm. on gas. Mm-hmm. Had to drive up to Fayetteville to get it. Does it have a back seat or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Two hundred forty thousand miles on it. Still going strong. Oh damn, yeah. bro! That thing look dead as. What I say after two hundred, it ain't gonna stop. No. Nah. That's what I say. That thing nah. will fucking go till fire gets mm-hmm. it. I got a manual too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Damn, bro! Mm-hmm. Look, you it's gonna go. <laughs> you wear a shirt when you drive, or you don't? Just depends. Yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> I feel you bro. Um, was that your first car? As my first good one, uh, my other car actually, I did have a Honda Civic. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was automatic transmission. Yeah, it was going good, man. Two hundred twenty thousand miles in it, and I had to change out the uh, timing belt. And I was gonna do it myself, but uh, you had to have this. Well, I thought at the time you you had to have this fancy ass tool to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out, I looked on YouTube. This guy did it. He rigged up his own wrench. It's like you basically have to have this heavy duty wrench. Yeah, you got to or somebody really strong in a crowbar. You got to have. And yeah. that's. Yeah, I seen a dude on YouTube doing it with a pipe and a crowbar. Yeah, he he took his his wrench, put a pipe on the end of it, and then tugged it in. I could have done that, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time, and so I took it in. Two weeks, three weeks after I got that timing belt changed, the mm-hmm. bolt uh, that that holds all that shit together broke while I was driving down the road. So I already know that the mechanic probably it wasn't a car; it was probably the mechanic when he was tightening that bolt. He probably either stripped it on the way out, you know cracked it on the way out or put it on too tight mm. but the honda civic was a good car now i had a nissan ultima and it was shit it had one of them cvt transmissions oh i don't even familiar with that what man, is man i guess it stands for maybe i used to make love to a girl that had ultima though <laughs> yeah. beautiful girl man God, too beautiful. The car sucks though, man. Well, well, the the newer ones, like the 2007 plus. If you go back to like the 90s, mm-hmm. and they're good cars, but they started fancying them up. When they got to like 2007, they started making these CVT transmissions. They mm-hmm. are shit, man. I had my my transmission went out at 110,000 miles. Jesus, that's that's nothing. That's nothing at all, man. Yeah. That's nothing. You but, could do that, bro. You could fucking do that on a bike. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And the. uh the old ones, though, they were very good. Like the 90s, from the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, that's what she had. She had something from the 90s, bro, and this mm-hmm. thing. Solid. The windows didn't work on it, bro, but fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's wet inside. Mm-hmm. But she was a beautiful girl, man. Um, What was your what was the job you had before fighting? Uh, I paint a lot. Uh, used to. You ever work at a restaurant or anything like that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just painting a lot, really. I mean, I've done some landscaping and shit like that. Do you, do you have, does uh, anybody in your family have a business like that? Do landscaping or painting? Or how'd you get into painting? Just Well, I was playing video games one day. I was like 16 years old. Just some young, stupid punk. And I was sitting there in my in my bedroom playing video games. And some dude killed me. Mm-hmm. I started talking crap. I got mad and just busted my door down i mean didn't just punch a hole in it i mean i punched the damn half the door was broke oh yeah i've seen some of the work you do man on youtube (laughs) yeah i've seen seen you in the ring man like man i was i for like two weeks before it got fixed i didn't have to open my closet i just grab a shirt through the hole you know it was a a huge (laughs) asshole i didn't open the door i just grab a shirt out you know 
Well, my mom, she made me pay to get it fixed, and she hired this guy. He's old, uh, old Vietnam veteran and whatnot. But oh yeah, but but good dude. Uh, he come and fixed the door. Said, "Hey, you want a job?" I've been working for him. You know. Oh every, wow. Yeah, taught me everything I know about painting. When you go back home now, do you are you still painting in your side? Are you doing the side work? Uh, every now and then. Yeah. Every now and then, but I try not to uh, overload myself with it or nothing like that. You know, just every now and then. Yeah. And how often are you training? Like you guys just had a fight, are you gonna just like kind of start back in the new year? No, oh, I I trained right when I got back. I trained five days last week. Uh, I'm gonna train tonight. I'm gonna go. I know you're doing a show. I yeah. really want to go to that show, man. But I got to I gotta go to Tenth Planet while I'm here. I've never been to Tenth Planet. I mean, if it wasn't my career, if I was here for vacation and shit, you know, I, yeah. I'd go to your show ten out of ten times. But it could save my life in a fight. You know, me going to Tenth Planet, asking one of them guys, Eddie Bravo, man, like. I mean, he's he's fucking legit, and he's a I legend, I know y'all probably look at him as the funny guy that fucks around, and y'all <laughs> go hang out, dude. I look at him like professor, you know, like this dude knows his shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: I, I was just texting with them earlier. I told him you were going to be in. And, tell him uh, I said, "What's up, brother?" I will. I certainly will, man. Um. So, when you think about, is it? Is it recently that fighting started to become to seem more like a uh, actual profession? Because you know you just signed a you signed a deal with UFC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it starting to seem like more like a profession? Uh, it definitely, the more that I've done it, the more because uh... it does it go? Because I notice things go from a hobby sometimes to okay, this is like yeah. something that's starting to be kind of real, and then it starts to seem like okay, this is this is my job. Yeah, definitely. You know? Like uh, what I was born to do. Yeah, it's it's definitely set into me that uh, when I first started, you know, you're just messing around, just seeing if you can win a fight, and then uh, but yeah, I've I've come to the real realization this is what I was born to do. You know, I was, I was born to go in there and do this shit, and that's you know, I can see me providing for the people that I love with this shit. It's not a joke no more. It ain't no hobby. You know, I got to go out here and I got to fucking win. Yeah. And I've got to. There's no other fucking, you know, I was put here to do this for my family. Mm-hmm. And, and that's right, you know. Do you feel whenever you, uh, do, do you start to feel more comfortable when you go into the uh, into the octagon? Like, do you start to feel more comfortable in a cage? What is it like? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because co- mm-hmm. I just, the only thing I can compare it to really is comedy. And I know it's different, but going into something where you're against someone else you know mm-hmm. i'm kind of against an audience in a way like mm-hmm. but in the beginning does it feel more like nerves and then it starts to feel more like okay confidence does that make any sense yeah it, it is a lot of that man uh and now when i go in there it's like uh she's like i i don't really know it's you, you summed it up pretty well you know it's hard to put into words how i felt about it over the years but uh, now I'd say I go in there confident. I go in there for months. I visualize hurting this guy. I visualize him hurting me. You know, if I was to die in there, I visualize that. Yeah. You know, I visualize just some of the worst things that can happen. And and I'm I'm I go in there and just like just feel really calm about it. You know, just uh, I I mean, there's not really I I'm not good at putting it into words how yeah. how I feel. It's just a it, it's a a sense of easiness you yeah. know like like i'm I, i'm not really stressed out about it. i'm really not you know i'm comfortable i know that i was born to do this shit you know that's this is the only thing i'm worth the piss at mm-hmm. and uh 
you know, my family can live better lives if I go in here and do this right. So uh, I just feel like I'm supposed to be there. I don't even care if I died in there. You know, it's like that's that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen, brother. And if you die, would you want to die, you think, like face, like belly down or belly up, you think? I'm thinking like suplex, like straight up dropped on my head. And then I'm still oh, going to go out with the neck. I want it to be in the first round. They, they break my neck and then I fight the other four rounds on the broke, <laughs> the neck. broke neck. Yeah, they're going to be like, damn, that motherfucker was bad. Million dollar Bryce. <laughs> yeah, dude. Million dollar Bryce, man. Two dollar neck. Though. That's what they got to say, man. That's crazy, bro. That would be so... And then at the end, you just die. At the end. <laughs> just drop dead. Yeah, you're like I was supposed to die a few rounds ago, but uh, I hung out to get this done. After that, I'll get reincarnated after that. I'll come back as like an eagle or what would you be, man? Dragon or some shit, mm-hmm. you know? Well, that's too. That's, that's a wide spectrum, man. <laughs> that's a wide spectrum. Eagle dude. or a dragon, one of the two. Really, I could see you more like a fox, like a fucking strong fox, and mm-hmm. also maybe one of its parents was a pit bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like, a, like the mountain goats. You ever seen a mountain goat? Yeah. I'd be one of them. It's fucking amazing how they can stay on the side of a mountain. Yeah, I had they climb up there. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of videos, man. I've watched tons of videos of... To see how a four-legged thing that's almost like a rectangle can stay on the yeah. side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. You ever seen them eagles knock them off? It blows my mind. Uh-uh. That's, well, that's how the eagles hunt them. They'll wait till they're up on that mountain and just swoop by. Ca-ca! Get them? Boom. Just knock Damn. them off. They tumble down. Oh, that's mm-hmm. beautiful almost. Yeah. Um, do you start to have like ideas of, uh, you know, I know you say you want to train in Arkansas and you love training in Arkansas and that mm-hmm. obviously your home means a lot to you. Do you start to think about training elsewhere at a certain point i mean arkansas is always going to be your home for sure yeah i've uh i've cross trained a lot of places over the years uh i think the most that i've ever been away from home was about a month and a half and man it was so terrible i don't think i'll go that that far away from home again mm-hmm. uh or that long i mean it was just terrible man like, i just wanted to be home so bad and the dudes was assholes where I was at anyways at one of the places. When I went for a month and a half, I went. I did a triangle. I went to Chicago mm-hmm. three weeks, slept on my buddies, slept at my buddies. And then and what uh, were you doing, just traveling or what? Traveling and training. Mm. Yep. Yep. That was in that Nissan Altima with the shitty transmission. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I drove all around the country. In the car. <laughs> I went, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to uh, Chicago, stayed up there. I went to Denver, and then I went to San Diego. Have you heard of uh, Jeff Glover? Mm-mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I went. I went. Dick to, of you? Yeah, jujitsu legend. Yeah, fucking legend. And I went to to his place. He choked the shit out of me. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's good, man. He's good. Um, Is it an honor to get choked out by somebody that great? Oh, definitely, dude. And I'm not giving him nothing. You know, I would never go in there and let this dude tap me. Like he he legit. He, you know, he got me. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah. And do you try to go? So you try to go hard on him, no matter who it is, huh? I mean, if well, that's what you guys are doing, I mean, obviously some yeah. stuff you ain't going to crank it all the way up. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, you can go hard without trying to trying to hurt them. You know, like an arm bar, you don't have to crank it as hard as you can. You can just kind of ease up on it. But, uh, yeah, and if you're sparring, you know, I have a thing with not wanting to get knocked out in a gym. So I'll always tell – and I went to, uh, for example – now that we're talking about that San Diego trip, I went to uh, Alliance MMA. You know Dominic Cruz. Yeah. No, I do not. Nick does. Yeah. Dominic Cruz, mm-hmm. Jeremy Stevens. Well, I went down there to Alliance for like two days, and uh, I trained down there, and they do a lot of sparring, and they spar hard. And I told them, I said, hey, man, please don't knock me out. 
you know, and that's that's how I start out the conversation. I don't even, you know, when I go up to a new guy in a gym, I don't even tell him my name. I just say, "Hey, brother, please don't knock me out." <laughs> yeah, you I'm know? with the yeah. You I'm know? not a Jehovah's Witness. Man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Cut exactly, slack, exactly. You know, I don't want to, especially in somebody's gym. Usually, when you know, new guy comes up in a gym, he lands a couple punches on you. You're thinking, fuck you, I'm taking your head off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I just let them know right off the bat, hey, please don't knock me out. Yeah, you I'm know? not here for that. And then I start out the the round with just like some bullshit jabs just to let them know this is the pace I'm setting, pop, pop, you know, and that's it. And you, I've never had anybody in another gym um, in sparring uh, try to hurt me. You know, I have in my own gym. And I've just walked away. I've just yeah. been like, fuck this, dude. <laughs> I'm out for the day. <laughs> and I've had a guy, he was a heavyweight. It was uh, it was actually in that Denver trip when I stopped at Denver. Mm-hmm. He's a heavyweight, retired UFC fighter. Uh, you know jujitsu, how you, you usually start on the knees. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll touch, and then boom, and then you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, where I was going with this guy, and he's a heavyweight. I mean, he was fucking me up. You know, he was comoring me, and he was arm barring me and just like the Kimura I had my hands I was defending it he just break my grip he's just damn. so damn strong and I mean that don't bother me I ta- I was tapping quick you know I was just like tap 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 you know let's go again let's let's do it again let me learn something yeah I'm, I'm here to learn you know I came to get tapped out. I don't mind and uh, I mean this dude's just destroying me probably tapped me out like five times just Kimuras and all this shit cranking and all this shit well he was behind me. You ever heard of a stand up in wrestling? Like it's when a it's when somebody on the ground stands up. That's okay. it. Very simple. Yep. Well, it's a it's an escape. You know, so this guy's behind me. I'm on all fours. I stand up, I turn around to sim like I, I break his grip. I strip the grip is what they call it. I mm-hmm. strip the grip, I get it, and I turn around and I face him. I go right back to my knees. And what happened? And he says, You stand up again, I'm gonna fuck you up. <sighs> This is a, and so, yeah, 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 this is at a gym in Denver, and I mean, everybody else at the gym was nice, and I didn't have any problems with anybody at the gym, but that motherfucker right there just pissed me off, I'll never forget that, that pissed me off, and I'm like, dude, you fuck me up, I'm gonna find you out in the parking lot, you know, Damn. you're bigger, but I'll find something, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, I'll what, start, yeah, dude, I'll start at the knees and work my way up. Yeah, that's up. what I'm saying, man, that's <laughs> you know? just, you know, that just kind of pissed me off, but fucking Bryce and the Beanstalk, dude, you roll right up. I mean, I remember stuff like that, man. That yeah. just pisses me off, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being cocky or nothing. You know, I stood up, I I returned right back to the knees, and where where I'm from, how you negotiate, you say, hey, I would like you to not stand up again, and I'll say, yes, sir. Yeah, and I won't ever stand up on you again if that's if I know you don't like people standing up. Right. But shit, that's common where I'm from. In yeah. the middle of the round, you try to stand up and you you restart. You know. Mm. How did you get into it, man? How did you get into? How, how did you get into? Who brought you into fighting, man? Oh, my first fight, I was about you know yay tall, you know, uh, just just out messing around in the backyard, and then who was it? Well, it just depends. I, you know, I guess the the first little bit of roughhousing that i did it was all you could consider it training okay you know you could consider that training um my first legit fight it was my neighbor his name was oh yeah dude everybody bro i'll tell you this dude (laughs) everybody in rural america or in the south rural area has a fucking neighbor named bro no shit dog Okay, and let's hear more. Man, he was. Uh, and was he selling weed too, or no? <laughs> yeah, 
dad, man. He was on some shit. He got addicted to heroin and oh yeah, and started worshiping Satan and shit. But, you know, but really, that's such but an this, old fashioned this, this thing. Was, this was way way before all that. This was we was all young. So it all started on the bus, and mm-hmm. uh, I got a buddy on what a Greyhound or school school bus. Yeah, and. uh my buddy comes up to me. We had just maxed out, and he played football. I played basketball. So y'all maxing out in the gym? In the gym. We did bench presses. Hell both yeah. Both the football team and the basketball team. So I got a buddy. He comes up. Would you hit 225, or would you hit? It's like 115. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was in seventh grade. Oh, never was, mind, yeah. man. My bad. My well, bad. Still, that's weak, but still. Well, it ain't bad, though, but it ain't too bad, Well, bro. I guess Cody benched like 145 or something. Dang, so. bro, yeah. He had he had some good and he was bigger than me. He's like six inches taller. He benched more, but he didn't train. I'd already trained in the backyard. You know, like my neighbors would whoop my ass and we would box and stuff. But Cody, I think he just thought because he benched more, he's just gonna plumb whoop my ass. And right. So, dude comes up to me that was sitting by Cody. He's actually a really good friend of mine. You know, one of my best friends. And mm-hmm. he come, but he's starting some shit. He comes uh, up yeah. to me. He goes, Cody says uh, <laughs> he benches more than you. You know, he's stronger than you. He benched 145. You only benched 115. I said, well, you tell Cody I don't give a shit. (laughs) And he goes up there and he tells Cody I don't give a shit. Well, Cody, I get, and I don't even know what Cody, if even Cody even said anything. I think this dude could be just stirring up some shit. I love that, man. That's Dana White. That's just a young Dana (laughs) White right there. promoting, you know. And so he comes back and says, Cody says he ain't scared of you. And I said, well, tell Cody I'll still beat his ass. And so he told me. And so long story short, you know, I go down to Cody's house and he lived down a hill. So I wore my rollerblades. Oh, hell yeah. I rollerblade down this hill, swap in my shoes. And uh, we start. Well, there, there's a bunch of neighbors. There's about six neighbors there. And they showed up, huh? They showed up. Yeah, they're wanting hell to see yeah. this shit. And we didn't. We could have fought at Cody's house, but his mom was home. So we fought down the street. And. uh Oh yeah! Well, now so, we y'all shirts off, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. We start, Hell we start yeah, getting. I mean, bro. shit's going down, man. I shirts laced, off. Yeah, I laced the shoes up, <laughs> oh, yeah. so we're about to go, right? And, you got your uh, rollerblades thrown bro, over your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, dude, I'm ready to fucking go, it's and I'm off. dipping out. I'm already got my plan. I'm fucking doing this, and I'm getting out. I'm rollerblading home yeah, fast dude. as I can. I'm put a dip in after. I'm, I'm fucking going. Done, <laughs> I'm out of here. And uh, the neighbors, they start saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait! You know, somebody could die." That's what one of the neighbors starts saying. and said. I seen if you if you punch them in the nose the 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 bone goes will up go into in the, the brain. brain. That's what you always hear, bro. <laughs> and so that's what one of my neighbors starts saying. No, dude, somebody's gonna get hit in the nose, and they're gonna the nose is gonna go up in the brain. Someone's dead. I'm telling you, we can't let this happen. That's rural logic, bro. And then yeah, so that's what they start saying. Well, they have their little committee, their commission meeting, you know, and they say, okay, no face shots. Oh, I love this. Dude. I said, I said, all right, fuck it, let's go. Right off the bat, boom, I take him down. I get in on him. You know, we're throwing a little bit, but I get in on him, yeah. take him down, and uh, I just mount him and start punching him right in the throat, and uh, <laughs> which is way worse than the nose. Anything. That's way worse than the nose. The throat is just like a big, wide yeah. kind of just no, like nose that's under your head. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll crush. Oh. You know, it'll actually kill you. Getting hit in the nose won't. Right, but, but getting hit in the throat or actually kill you. So I'm punching this dude in the fucking throat. I didn't know any better. You know, that's man. the only word that I didn't think. And now, of. at that point, are you fighting? Like, this is what's interesting, man, because I remember being in shit like this when I was growing up, right? People would arrange it, and then it would kind of come around. And then it's so funny, you remind me of <laughs> rules. People started with making rules. Mm-hmm. Like, well, look, mm-hmm. no weapon. You, know, you can't bring anything in. Mm-hmm. One time, they said you couldn't punch. You could only kick, bro. And they taped mm-hmm. our arm. They, I remember they duct taped our arms up. by the side of us that's one time. That's fucked up. 
it's fucked up, but it's fun too, though, dude. You know, you do like a lot of like. That's how you get good at kicking. Yeah, yeah, you get good at kicking, dude. It's really the hard part is getting up off the ground once you're on the ground, dude. It's just two fucking idiots in duct tape trying to just get up, you know. Should but be um, good if the other dude fell down, you just stomp him. But at the, yeah, that's a good point, bro. But you got to be up when he falls. Yeah, down. you don't want to fall down. Yeah. Well, you know how you can do a get up. You know how to do a get up. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, you you should know how to do a get up. How do I do it? I could do one. Uh, I don't know if you can get on the camera. Yeah. You want to see a get up? Yeah, I'll, I'll, see I'll do it. a get up, bro. You will? Yeah, you got to put it on the camera though. Yeah, you, we'll you, see. People got to see this. Shit. Oh, we'll make sure we, uh, that we Look, see it right here. If you're fighting with your hands duct taped, this ha- this is the only way to get up. Okay. He about to pop up like Shawn Michaels. Right here. So say you just kick me in the chest. <laughs> yep. Boom! I'm down. All right. Oh, Boom, damn! Right there. Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got to get up, brother. Yeah, dude, you got some James Brown shit. Hey, I'm ready for that shit. Sign me up. (laughs) Duct tape arms. I'm down, man. Dude, yeah, it's almost like the. um, It's a don't break your back, brother. Huh? Yeah. (laughs) Don't break your back, brother. I practiced that a lot. That wasn't my first try. (laughs) That wasn't my first try. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that ain't it, bro. That ain't it, dude. Hey, that shit worked. <laughs> hey, that shit'll work. Next week, I'm going to have a video for you to do it. Oh, hey, the shit works. If you get back up, you get back up. That's old man, get up, dude. That's old man, get up. Um, But now, at that point, when you're fighting, man, here's something I remember about being in that type of environment. When you're fighting at that point, you're fighting some neighborhood kid. You're not really fighting because you don't like him. Right, right. It's kind of you're fighting for. Kind of test it out. Is it sport? Is it you're trying to sh- like, you're kind of putting on a show for the people around you. What are you fighting for at that instance? You know, because he's talking shit. Yeah, man. you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I didn't hate the kid. Hell, we hung out the rest of our growing up. He lived right down the street. I mean, we didn't hang out, but I'd see him. I didn't hate the dude. I'd see him walking his dog down the street. I'd wave at him. Yeah. You know, so I didn't hate the guy, but you just kind of testing it out. Just kind of, hell, I think it's built into you. I mean, you got to think, man, we used to really have to survive. You know, like we, we're so pussified now, you know, but that oh, shit, yeah. that shit is in you, dude. Like the, 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 the feeling I get after a fight, especially after this last one, man, I just can't even, it's one of the best, uh, it's just overwhelming, man. That's some tribal shit that's, you know, like you, back in the day we had tribes, man. Yeah. Me, you, Nick, Eddie Bravo, all four of us, dude, you know, we're out fighting wolves and bears and shit. You yeah, know what I'm saying? fighting our neighbors, fighting for like perimeter where our land is, kind of yeah. where their land this is. This shit's built into you, Who gets you, man. food, who don't get food. Yeah. Yeah. This shit's built into you, man. Just like fucking and eating food and you know the the ability to to fight if you have to i think it's it's just up here it's it's wired into you yeah no it makes sense and it makes sense that it would in some people it would have a stronger reach you know like if if like the hands of time were coming down like you know the ability and the desire to fight might go longer in one lineage you know and then in one person than it might in, in another person you know um do you start to think about opponents that you would like to fight or do you do you start to do you start to kind of put that in your head yet or you just kind of taking what they're not taking what they're given but you just 
like are you being proactive in that sense or are you kind of are you kind of just like uh you know just like are you starting to say i want to fight this guy or when do you do that you know well i mean that's just everybody has their own you know uh for me i'm just gonna take whatever they give me i have called out floyd mayweather Mm because i think that's just the easiest money that I'll ever make in my damn life. <laughs> you know, I, I even I even offered to box him. And the only real reason that I did that is because he was talking shit about MMA fighters in general. I seen this interview. He was talking shit about MMA fighters. And uh, I'd really just like to, you know, teach yeah, him some damn that. respect. You know, just piss me off, you know. Yeah. If, if me, and, me and Floyd are in a cell, you know, mm-hmm. he's getting fucked. Yeah. You know, he's getting fucked. And and when I wake up, there'll be some grits and eggs. He's my bitch. Amen. Bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I he, love that. You know, I ain't scared of Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. He couldn't do shit to me. If me and him was in an elevator or in a prison cell, whatever, he's my bitch, you know? And so I just, it made me mad to see him. Uh, that's the only person I've ever called out is Floyd Mayweather. Mm. And uh, like I said, I'll box him because I seen him talking shit about all MMA fighters. He was like, MMA is not even a skilled blah 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 he, he's saying the boxing skill oh, yeah. the mma is not he said mma is for beer drinkers who it's like dude you know and, and what did he fought connor right mm-hmm. yeah connor whooped that ass for the first five rounds four or five rounds you think you could do better than connor did against him yeah i think i'd fight him dirty i mean he wouldn't he there's no way he's i think i beat him i mean i i can, Damn, t- I can tell you really right, i can tell you right now dude I can tell you right now. I just kind of remember who he was, dude. He's fucking fastest. <laughs> fastest oh, shit. Dude, yeah. Damn. Yeah. You know, and but there's just not, you know, you I ever heard know, of son? You ever heard of so son? Fast, and and that, that's what intrigues me about it. I really want to fight because nobody thinks I can beat him, but I don't care what nobody thinks. You know, you ever heard of uh, Sun Tzu? Sun Tzu. Um, the Art of War. Art of War. Oh, yeah. Let your plans be dark as night, you know? So I couldn't tell you what I'd do to him, but I right. promise you, dude, I, it wouldn't be like anybody. He's he's fucking boxed. It'd be the dark arts, something. Dude, heavy. it'd be some. I'd put some dark arts voodoo fucking black magic on that motherfucker. I'm telling you right now, I would not fight him conventional. I love because that. that's that's what people think. Oh, I'm gonna go in there and box. No, I'll show you how to fight Floyd Mayweather. You know. Well, we used to. I remember they used to tie two. They'd have the, these older kids would tie a rope around each two kids, and both y'all run in opposite directions. <laughs> you know. And just go as fast as you could, and somebody fucking hell yeah, you know. Next thing you know, somebody's got a fucking limp their whole life, or something, you know, or somebody's just fucking got a built-in dance move every time they take a step. After that, yeah, that shit'll uh, it'll fucking move your joists around, you know. <laughs> it's a little tricky, man. That reminds me of uh, I done this one thing, maybe one of the crazier things I've done. Uh, uh, horse wrestling. You get you get two <laughs> horses, one face that way and one face the other way. You lock arms mm-hmm. and you just try to pull that some bitch off the horse. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And you're on there like jousters. Yeah, you're on there, but you lock arms. You oh, lock like arms that. with them. You yeah. just try. Somebody's falling off the horse, if not both of you. Damn. And what are you doing with the other arm? Are you kind of holding on to the horse? You could pimp smack them if you want. You know. Damn, just, right. <laughs> oh shit, getting sexual up here now, man. <laughs> It's cold outside, and it's dark, ooh, and it's only 4 p.m., man. What's going on, man? Climate change or something for the clocks? Here's what I'm saying is, me undies wants you to know that it's okay to not leave the house as much this winter. It's okay, and it's okay in sizes extra small through 4XL. MeUndy says plenty of brand new products for getting cozy. And when they say cozy, they mean it with undies that are three times 
softer than cotton, and they have the cutestest wintry prints and colors. That's really soft. Imagine something that's just so soft you can't even imagine it. That's MeUndies. Cozy up in their new robes for men and women. Treat your feet in their new slippers and get the whole fam matching item with their new baby bodysuit. MeUndies has a great offer for TPW listeners. Get 15% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, especially because they have 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash weekend. That's right. To get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash weekend. I love MeUndies. I have them on right now. And man, they are nice. Support for this past weekend comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, for your junk. Untrimmed pubic hair and stuff around your pubis are a thing of the past. Tighten up that yard, boy. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. A lot of people running around with crazy hair and they're not taking care of their junk. That ain't you. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 includes the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not putting deodorant on the scented, most smelliest part of your body? Yes, your balls stink. Tis the season to manscape yourself. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Theo at manscaped.com. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with code T-H-E-O at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Theo. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud. Make your family proud. Make everybody proud. Get right with your nuts. Um... After this last fight, man, these people really started jumping onto the Bryce Mitchell bus. You know? And do you worry about that kind of like affecting like how, you know, your concentration and your focus? Man, I don't do any uh, media or anything like that. Uh, I don't have a Twitter. I don't get on Instagram. I don't do a Facebook. I deleted all that shit. Everybody in my life is the exact same. You know, this is just the craziest thing that I do is come out here and get on this podcast, <laughs> but. You know, like... Uh, well, I appreciate my, it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's awesome. I've heard nothing but good about you. So, yeah, it's an honor to be here. Well, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times they... Yeah, like, especially Hollywood and stuff looks down upon people from, like, the places that we're from a lot of times. Do you Where guys you feel from? that? Are you from, from Louisiana? Louisiana. I yeah. knew it. Just yeah. kind of rural Louisiana. Yeah. Not really, like, a fancy place. Just kind of a regular place, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, the kind of place where... I don't know, dude. The kind of place where I knew when you guys were walking down that street to go fight that at that point, both people had taken their shirts off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just the shit. Yeah. I just knew it, dude. It's already. Yeah. Like, it just, there was no doubt about it, man. Uh, the kind of place where you, you, everybody's tattoos, they're always, they did the first couple their self or their buddy did them, and it's mm -hmm. real shitty, and it's usually a cross. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Um, My girlfriend, she's a tattoo artist. Yeah. Yep, she's really good too. Uh, she has her own little shop and everything. Um, where's it? Where's her? Where's she do it at? It's in Searcy. Yeah. Mm, what's, what's it called? American Dream Tattoos. Word. She gives good. Have you? Have she given you any? 
nope she's gonna give me my first one so but uh oh don't tell my mama that <laughs> my mama don't know don't hurt mama <laughs> really there you go so you have to get them somewhere that's hideable huh yeah. yeah i mean she's gonna find out eventually but maybe i can buy some time <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah it's summertime bro you're gonna be why does bryce have his shirt on at the pool because <laughs> you know? he has a fucking dragon on his back that's why <laughs> Because he has a fucking fox pit bull on his Hell back. yeah. An um, eagle knocking off a goat. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about, bro. eagle and a goat. <laughs> um, your family, is your mom pretty proud of you? What's going on with that? Well, she is, but she also, she thinks MMA is like the devil. You know, I mean, she really, she don't, she actually calls it M-A-A. Yeah. She don't really know M-M-A. Yeah. She pronounces it wrong. <laughs> yeah, she, like you know, she, she thinks I do karate and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, you got those uh, jujitsu outfits, you know, the geese. Yeah. She says, I washed your karate outfit. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Not even going to argue with her. Has it been something, like, do your parents know that you that's something you do real heavily? Is it something that you kind of have kept on the side from them a little bit? Or no, this is like a regular part of your life. They know you like to go and train and do all that. Oh, no, she she knows. Okay. You know, I, I tell her about all my training. and I mean, she fully supports me and... uh she you know she don't want me to do MMA in general, but I mean she, it's for somebody who doesn't want me to do it at all. She supports me as much as you know you possibly could. I mean, um, she don't watch any of the fights. Uh, she tried watching my first fight. She tried watching a a replay of it. Mm-hmm. That was my my first MMA fight. Was my bloodiest fight at all. So it looked the worst. The dude broke his I broke his nose, and it was all turned sideways. And I mean we were slipping and sliding in blood. Damn. Well, they called the fight just because of blood. I mean, that dude was tough as shit. He wasn't quitting, and I didn't put him down. Like, I had him in mount, mm-hmm. you know, but he was sitting there taking hits, and he didn't give a shit. I mean, he was tough. He was really tough, and the fight wasn't done, but they just stopped it because of blood. Mm. There's just blood everywhere, and so she's seen that, and she started pretty much crying. She's like, ah, she lost I can't believe it, you know, and she's like, I don't ever <laughs> want to see this shit again, ever. Don't ever show me one of these, you know. Oh, wow, damn. <laughs> yeah. And does she have uh, other children that do, do you have uh, siblings that do it too? I got a sister, but she don't, she don't do any rough house or anything like <laughs> she that. She doesn't? So, no, she's. And were you allowed to wrestle her when you were young or She not? used to whoop my ass. Did she? Definitely. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is she tougher than you or no? I don't know if she is anymore. I think she used to be, but I think she's got soft now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it happens. She should move out here then, man. Yeah. We would happily welcome her. Um, I know that uh, we have a lot of uh, fans that send in questions for you, man, so I want to get to some of those, and Nick may have um I do. Uh, so we tried to get you in the week right after your fight, mm-hmm. um, but you had finals in college, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was hilarious. You're doing full-time fighting and still in school. What, what are you studying? I'm studying uh, economics. That's my major. Word. I was an economics major. You like Ron Paul? Uh, he, he's all right. I'm a big Adam Smith and uh, um, Hayek. Fred, oh, of Frederick course. Hayek. If you yeah. like, if you like Hayek, you like Ron yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. You, you <laughs> like if you, you there might be give or take a few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hayek, Ron Paul, they're on the same bus. Same page. Yeah. Same page. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, here's a question we got from Yo Theo and Bryce. What's good? This is Max here. I'm wondering, what is the dumbest reason you have ever gotten into a fight? I once fought a kid because I thought he cut me in the lunch line, but he didn't. I'm wondering if you can compete with that. He cut you in the lunch line, but he didn't. <laughs> you think you'd have evidence if he did or didn't, man. Uh, thank you for your question, Max. That's a good question. Um, 
Well, you go first, Bryce. You're the guest, man. Shit, man. I'd have to say, I'd have to say, I mean, there's a couple options, but I'd have to say definitely a time this kid called me a faggot. And it wasn't because usually, you know, calls you a faggot, that's fighting words right there. But I didn't want to get, I already knew I was going to get in trouble at school. My mom wasn't happy with me at school. And so I already knew if I fought him right there, I was going to get kicked out of school. And my mom was going to be pissed. So I told him, I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see you later. Yeah. I'll see you. Yeah. I seen him five years later and I kicked his ass. <laughs> Damn, five years. He, I came up to him. I said, get up. We're fighting. And he said, what are we doing? What? Why are you mad at me? You know, I said, get up. We're fighting. Yeah. I said, get up. I said, get. And he got up and we fought. Damn. He <laughs> five, said, I remember that. Five years. That yeah. damn, bro. Five years. I'll wait on a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, why does faggot get? Especially, I remember growing up. Yeah, if somebody called you a faggot, that would just make you so mad. Yeah, you know? yeah. I guess it's just like calling somebody a bitch. It's just it's like same, calling somebody. It doesn't even thing. matter what it is. Just the thought behind the word. It's like that yeah. you're not as you're not as good as me, or you're yeah. a piece of shit, or whatever. Yeah. You're weak. Yeah, I've hit dudes for calling me a bitch. Yeah, faggot, bitch, pussy, whatever. It's just they're saying something to you. They're acting like they're. You know, gonna fuck you up. It just pisses you off. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you know? Do you notice a thing inside of yourself when you go from being like pissed to not like not pissed to piss? Like, do you know? Is there like a? Well, definitely, because I get the feeling of wanting to hurt them, and I and I visualize wanting to hurt them, and I really. And it sounds fucked up, but it's just the truth, man. It's yeah. like, I, I'm not a... Well, you're a fighter. It'd be fucked up if you, if you were a stenographer. And you <laughs> yeah. told me that, you know? It'd be yeah. fucked up if you were, like, the lady working at 7-Eleven and yeah. you told me that. But you're a fighter. That's a, that, It's in you. But every fight, though, there's I fought people that I like, you know? And I don't really visualize hurting them as much. But <clears throat> as soon as somebody says, fuck you, or you're a bitch... Or I'm going to knock you, like this last dude, he was like, fuck you, I'm going to knock your ass out. As soon as I hear that, it's just like, I want to hurt him. I I get angry, and I don't even, it's almost like I feel reckless. Like, I don't care if you fuck me up, too. I just want to fuck you up at this point. Like, I get extremely, like, I want to get my hands on him. I want to, like, just right then and right there, I just kind of feel that, the feeling, the wanting to hurt him. And I don't feel that about people until I'm pissed off and mm. uh like you know i actually don't want to hurt nobody but if they piss me off then that i do get that feeling then it changes it changes yeah i definitely can feel that change and when somebody pisses me off i do want to hurt them for yeah. sure i'm trying to think man when i was growing up i know i i couldn't fight man i was like uh, i was just not like i could but i just wouldn't win <laughs> so it was at a certain point it's fucking you don't want to do it anymore <laughs> yeah. bro you know yeah hey you gotta take ass whoopings to give them oh you know I took, I mean? yeah i definitely well, look dude then i owe some to some people bro, <laughs> yeah. because i fucking definitely took on this one kid hit me man this dude fucking man he created a leap year in my brain bro this dude Damn. fucking knocked a, I think he knocked half a you know a day out of me man this dude Ooh. hit me pretty hard but um I'm trying to think when I actually, you know what happened when I was, there was a kid at school, at school when I was in middle school, if you got in a fight with somebody, um, they made you hug, they made you stand in the hallway at school and put your arms no, on each other's shoulders like this. That's a bad idea. So, but, the, but then by the, and you had to do it all day, the rest of the day. That's a bad idea. And by the end of the day, you were friends because you guys had been right there. Like you talked it out or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know? But yeah, this one kid, man, he, um. 
yeah, he was just a big dude. Oh, and we're standing there, and I'm like scared, but I'm trying not to be scared. You know, that was like one of my big moves. <laughs> so I'm standing there. And he was the toughest dude, man, this kid, Brad Castleman. And he's a great guy, and, and we're friends now. But uh, somebody next to me took my arm and pushed it into him, right? Oh, shit. So I didn't even get to throw a punch, dude. You know, they just, it's like somebody standing there watching took my arm and fucking pushed mm-hmm. it right into him. Mm-hmm. And I guess that counts. So we fucking, <laughs> next thing you know, man, we were throwing... Uh, we were throwing hands, and I think I got in one decent shot. And I still yeah. remember made me feel Hell like a yeah. fucking man. That's bro. what I'm talking about. You got to get that one hit in, man. It's and it's like, funny because I remember getting the one hit more than I remember the probably four or five hits that I took. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And it just, you're right. It gave me, it did give me some sense of like, oh man, I can't even. I could feel the joy that I had in my fist and in my heart a little more than I could feel the pain that I had definitely, on my face. Definitely. Which Definitely. is kind of interesting. I never really thought about it till just now. Um, but yeah, there's something that's, yeah, like I had just been through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Dustin Poirier always talks about, like, you know, you go through you go through these fights and, you know, win or lose, you are, there's something different about you after, you know? There's mm-hmm. like, you're like battle tested. Hell, after that fight, uh, after my last fight, I got an adrenaline burst after the fight. Like during a fight, like I just was just completely calm on the, you know, leading up to the fight, everything. But afterwards, dude, it was just like adrenaline went through the roof wow. after the fight. Like, cause I knew, I guess I knew the fight was done and, and then my adrenaline went like crazy. What'd y'all do to celebrate after? Ate some cheeseburgers and really, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't go crazy. I don't party or nothing like that. Uh, so I just ate some cheeseburgers, kicked it with some buddies, and then just went to sleep. Got about three hours of sleep. So, um, and did you? Because your last fight it was in Washington D.C., right? Mm-hmm. Was it the first time you'd ever been up there? Yep. Yep. Did you get to do any uh, tourist stuff up there? No. When I'm uh, going up there for the fight. I usually don't walk around hardly any just because it takes strength from your legs. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to walk to the Capitol, you're probably walking three, four miles by the time it's all said and done. I mean, that could, that could, because you're already going to be fatigued from cutting your weight. I mean, you could argue that it, that it helps you lose your weight walking around, but I don't want to lose my weight till an hour to two hours before the weigh ins. I don't want to lose it three days before, you know, so. When I get to the fight, I just chill at the hotel. I really don't do shit. I'll, I'll walk to a, a restaurant that's close, mm-hmm. and that's it. Just because I don't want to fatigue my legs by wow. walking around. Because that little bit of, of walking could really, it could give you soreness. You don't move back when you're supposed to. Your feet's what keep you safe. For me, my feet is what keeps me safe, my ability to move my feet. So if my legs was one ounce too tired and there was a big punch coming and I'm thinking, well, I could just block this instead of move, I need to be thinking move my feet, move my feet the whole fight. So I want them as fresh as they – I take ice baths and stuff like that. The week of the fight, I take a lot of ice baths just to try to keep my my legs uh, fresh. That's what keeps me safe from, mm. from getting hit is my feet. Yeah, so it's feet first, really, for you. Yeah, I like to, uh, yeah, yeah, I like to just, and I guess it's because I played basketball for all them years. That's the only thing I could think of. I got a boxing coach. He says, no, it ain't from basketball. He said, you just giving that by God, you know, but I don't know what it is, but I've got good feet. And and uh, and actually, when you first start fighting, man, it takes you a long time to find out what you are specifically good at. Mm. Like, you know. Um, you know what? That's funny, man. I can relate to that with comedy. 
Mm -hmm. Like just years of not like thinking, oh, maybe I'm this type of guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm the, you know, the angry guy or maybe mm -hmm. I'm the, you know, the, uh, you know, the guy that does like a backflip at the end of his set or something. And you're like, fuck, I ain't that guy. <laughs> no, that I ain't, ain't that me. guy. Yeah, that ain't maybe me. I'm the fat black guy. And you're like, nope, I ain't that guy. Like, well, fight, uh, yeah. Fighting is the same way, man. Yeah, it's I can like, see that a little bit. You're, yeah, you're kind of figuring out who you are. Yeah, figuring out what, what, what your strong suits are. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm confident now, dude. You know, so much more confident than when I started. And, uh, you know, I just visualize myself winning every fight. You know, I visualize winning, 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 and I know how I can do it. I know my God-given abilities and talents, and uh, I think I can beat anybody, dude, you know. and Did uh, you always feel that yeah. way, or is this – because I, I just – I love how confidence grows in someone. You know, yeah. I think it's – you know, there are times when I used to go on a stage for a big show, and I would be scared of the stage. I'm thinking about where the audience is. I'm thinking about how I'm going to look when I walk out there. I'm thinking about a lot of different things. And then over time, like – you know, now I'll have a bigger environment show, and I don't even think about any of that. I just think about, well, you know, time to go to work, mm -hmm. you know. But it's interesting how slowly a confidence built yeah. after different, you know, uh, over time. Yeah, yeah, same same with me, man. And uh, same thing, we're like full-grown bucks now. You yeah. Know, we're, we're out there roaming. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm extremely confident, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't want to come off as cocky because... You know, I'm not saying bet the farm I'm going to win every fight. Yeah, but, but you yeah. could bet a couple fucking, you could bet <laughs> a couple, couple thousand. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Dude, you could bet a couple of them fucking mountain on, goats man, on your yeah. boy. You know? Hey, my coach, he won 2,700. Did he? Yeah. He bet on you? He probably put down at least 500 <laughs> to 1,000. Wow. I mean, we were extremely, con and the fight went exactly how my coach said. He said, cook him to the bone. You know, went in there, cooked him to the bone. He said, he told me for a fight, he was like, uh. I really don't see you getting hit, and he because he knows I don't give a shit. I'll get hit, you yeah. know. I don't give a shit. That's not going to deter me when I I'm, I'll go in there and fucking die if I have to. Because it's you know, um, he said, man, I just don't think he's going to hit you this fight. I really don't. I think his style, this dude, he swings heavy and hard, but you move and just like he said, he swung hard, but they're slow. So yeah. I've seen it. I move my feet. I think there's people that would hit me more. You well, know. Were you surprised at the speed of the uh, of uh? of the punches were you surprised at it a little bit like do you ever know like is it sometimes you're like you're expecting you don't know what it's going to be like and you're like oh that's it i can deal with that that must create a lot of confidence in you when you're out there when a fight first started uh i remember putting him on the cage i remember backing up and this dude you know he's a striker so right when he put his back to the cage i thought already well he's a little bit more timid than me mm. you know doesn't mean he can't knock you out with his back to the cage but I got him kind of where I want him, right. you know. So right off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, you know, he's I got him backed up. And then I remember uh, he he faked, and I bit on his fake just because I come out there playing it safe right off the bat. I want to get knocked out right off the bat, you know. I want to. Yeah. Uh, so he he faked. I pulled my feet back, and so if he was good at reading at that point, he knows uh, when I go to throw the second time, he's gonna pull back again. So I just kind of like backstepped you know just out of range so and i think he did i think he made that read he said okay so he he now measures his counter attack and when he threw the second because the first time he didn't throw he faked and i moved like a foot back well mm -hmm. now he knows okay he's gonna move about a foot back so the second time he really does throw and he steps forward so he progresses progresses prog oh i see what you're saying he knows where you're gonna end up yeah and so he he knew right off this uh 
because you can see I bid on one of his fakes. Uh, I backed up right when he uh, he he's gonna fake something here, and that's a sidekick. That's that range. I think he fakes a right hand maybe. But that that one I get under, you mm -hmm, see that right mm -hmm, hand? Mm -hmm. Um, I I didn't see what that was in the fight. Had no fucking clue. I just knew he threw something. I didn't know if it was a right or a left. But that's just a testament to uh, my training. Just the and, Yeah, and I have a uh, a boxing coach who does a lot of a lot of mitt work with me, and that's a testament to him. But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even see the punch. You know, I just ducked. Is it scary to start to realize that uh, that you're getting good at something that you really love? I mean. Does that make any uh, sense to you? I like it. I it makes sense to me. I it know does. what you're saying, but okay. I, I but I like I enjoy it. I, I like it, and it's it's really fucked up because you could really go in there and die, and it could be terrible. You could go get brain retarded, but I'm already halfway there, so <laughs> ain't much to lose, you know. Yeah. So it's got, yeah, you man. know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, but but all in all, it could be terrible, you know. But I have just learned to just enjoy it, you know, and it's. And I don't know if I should, you know, it's kind of fucked up in the head that I enjoy it, but yeah. I, I do, I, I enjoy it. What's well, a limited uh, class of people that do? I mean, it's, it's a, such a small amount. I mean, it's smaller than, uh, I mean, it's just such a small number of people mm -hmm. that try it and then like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know what you would compare it to. We got a question right here from some guy who looks semi-nude right here. I, I, <laughs> I also got to say, I won 200 uh, on the under. Yes. Uh, uh, I've actually seen Matt Sales weirdly fight before he was in the UFC, like in person, three times. It uh -huh. just randomly happened, so I didn't want to bet against him. I liked you both, but I took the under and good cashed deal, out. Brother. Well, he's a good striker, man. Yeah. He, did you meet him I, when you went down to Alliance? Because he's, he's with Dominic Cruz, right? Uh, he he definitely is, yeah. and I don't know if I did or not. It was so many years ago when I've been hit so many times, I really can't remember. <laughs> but I'm sure he was there at the very least, mm -hmm. you know. But he's a good striker. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, I I would have engaged him on the feet, but I wanted. I knew he didn't want to be on the ground, so that's where I want to go. Mm -hmm. Here we go. I got a question for Bryce Mitchell. If you could apply your scrotum mangulation. To any other fighter on the UFC roster, who would it be? <laughs> gang, gang, fuck a buzz, buzz, gang. <laughs> and I think he's talking about that drill into the nuts, yeah. man. That's your next finishing move. So isn't if it? I, <laughs> hey, yeah. that shit will finish somebody. I promise you. That'll... And you so, and you put it. How, how big was that bit you put in your bag? Probably about six inches long. Yeah. You want to get people up to speed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry for people that aren't up to speed. Um, you tell them, Bryce. Well, I was building a, a roof over my camper, a metal roof with a wood frame. Oh, yeah. It's like a story out of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <kinda laughs> Pretty much. I mean, definitely a, a deleted chapter. <laughs> and uh, so I'm up there building that wood frame. I got my drill in my hands, and I'm holding up a board to size it up to find out where this board's going to go. And, and then I you know, decide I need two hands to hold this board properly to make sure it's level because I'm just eyeballing it. I'm not even using a level. It don't have to be perfect. You know, I'm oh, not yeah. building a Sistine Chapel. I'm building a fucking roof over a trailer. So, yeah. it's, you know, I'm just eyeballing it. I'm looking at it and I put the drill in my pants and the some bitch goes <laughs> off. And man, it was terrible. Let me and tell you. were on you. the ladder? I was on the ladder. I was on a ladder 20 foot up in the air. If I'd have fell, I'd have died. And, uh, uh, at first, I thought it ripped my wiener off, and Ugh. so, I mean, I really did. 
I really, I mean, it got. Were you afraid to open your pants yes, up? Yeah, yeah I, I was, would be too. I was afraid, but then I knew I had to. Like a present I, from the devil, I was dude. Thinking, yeah, I was thinking, man, if this ripped my wiener off, I'm just going to just die. It's okay. You know, it's whatever. You, well, dude, you've no. lived a good a good life, you know. But You'd I, have had to take your own life, though. They're going to kill you. <laughs> be like, damn. I might right, just right. sat there and bled out. Oh, yeah, I might go. not have took myself to the hospital. There you go, man. But yeah. I opened my pants, and I remember, I remember seeing my nuts wrapped up, and there was blood and semen leaking, and there was like, I could see a testicle wrapped up. Mm. But I was so happy. I mean, it was just like the life was just right back in me. Because you had a chance to. Because my wiener was there. Oh. And my wiener was there. When Praise I see, God, when, I was like, thank God. When you see that intact fucking penis, it fucking boosts your spirits. Ooh, yeah. Oh, dude, if I take mine out right now and look at it, I'll feel better. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I'm still in a, a shitty situation. Because you, but because it, it went through your pants, right? Oh, no, you put it I into put it your in pants. pants. That's right. Yeah, I, I didn't As have a tool, tool belt. belt. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a tool belt. Mm-hmm. That's where I fucked up. And so then you drove, yeah, bro, that's such and a so fucking I, risky move. It's dog. bad, bad business, man. <laughs> I didn't even put the safety <laughs> on. I didn't even put the safety <laughs> on. Bro, if somebody even just takes a fuck, bro, it's like if you if you sit naked somewhere like in your apartment or house and you put a fucking pair of scissors, open them up and then set them by your penis, dude, you will flip the fuck yeah, out, yeah. bro. And, and imagine I'm so stupid. I put a damn live drill in my pants. <laughs> yeah, That's how damn stupid I am. I'm telling you, I've been hit too many times. And uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get this drill out and I tug on it and it ain't going like mm. it's it's all entangled up in there. Yeah, and there's a lot in there. People don't realize that. That's what I'm saying. There's Can you pull up a picture stuff. of that? There's fluids. They got the um. They got fluids and stuff. It's like this weird mucus and slime shit comes out your nuts. It's yeah. like yeah. Oh, that's your family, bro. It's supposed to be your family. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's your genetics flock rolling out them yeah. bags, brother. Yeah, yeah. Look at that nut. That thing is a real artistic fucking little deal. And it actually had my big nut too. Is my left nut? Oh, and the low one. My left my left nut's way bigger and it was it was wrapped up and so i was like no dude not the big not the big nut you know oh, what yeah I'm saying? I, if you got a big one you should have been in chorus that's yeah. what they used to tell us in school <laughs> they used to tell us look at your nuts if you got a big one you're supposed to be in chorus <laughs> and uh see even in that picture the left one's sitting lower you see what i'm saying that's how mine <laughs> yeah. is that's how mine is well they that, can't that be might the... be a picture of mine <laughs> oh, it could be a drawing. I don't know, dude. It doesn't have any fucking drills in it. So I don't think it's yours. And so I reverse this drill, right? And I reverse it, put it in reverse, and uh, the testicle unwinds, and I'm just sitting there. I throw the drill down. I got a big old gaping hole in my nuts. Damn. And I'm, I'm leaking out a lot of blood. Just drove to the hospital. What'd you wrap uh, around him? You wrap anything around him? You just hold it? I just held him. Yeah. I just held him with one hand and then was driving with the other and then. Uh, when I got to the hospital, the nur- like the nurses was out there talking shit. That's what made me mad. I could hear them. I didn't want to make a scene because I thought they literally might kick me out of the hospital. I wanted to be like, hey, I can hear you, bitch. You know, <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> but I mean, she was making what are they me- saying this guy fucking drilled he, his nuts. Yeah, yeah. they're like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're literally <laughs> saying that. They're, I can hear like three nurses out there. He did what? Yeah. He drilled his nuts up. What an idiot. He, he's an idiot. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just sitting here. I'm just so mad. I'm just trying to relax because I already know if I go full, fuck you, you know, they're going <laughs> to kick yeah. me out of the hospital with these split up nuts yeah. and I'm going to have to go to Little Rock with half a nut sewn <laughs> yeah. up, you know. And so Lord I just, knows they're, not, they're probably not going to be able to figure it out over there. That's bro. what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> so, I'm saying. 
You could have been traveling all across the southeast with these fucking (laughs) yeah, with this bad bag, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. And uh, so I had I had to sit there and take one on a chin, and uh, everything everything got fixed up. So I'm I'm really lucky. You know, I probably should have died. Dang, man. And have you? Do you? uh, You don't have any children of your own, no? No, sir. Yeah. No, hopefully not. Yeah. And do you think about it? It's not you think about yet. I mean, if I don't want one. You know, I really don't, but yeah. uh, maybe in the future, maybe. I, I'm so busy right now. I want to. I'd like to give devote all my time and you know what I'm saying to my child. But yeah. right now, it's like I'd have to put all my career. Like I couldn't go to L.A. or if I did, then I wouldn't be getting to see my kids for three days. You yeah. know, I'd be worried about that the whole time. So yeah. I really don't want the responsibilities. Yeah, not everyone is a fighter, but sometimes you want to dress up like a job that you could have. Or you might have the job. I'm talking about nursing, doctoring, dentisting, or people that work in medicine and healthcare. And there's a company called Figs. It's an amazing company. It's making scrubs stylish and functional for the people who deserve it most. For years, nurses and dentists and doctors were forced to wear scratchy, ill-fitting scrubs, almost burlap. Ooh. But figs scrubs are infused with antimicrobial properties to control odors. They're ridiculously soft, moisture wicking, and features four-way stretch. Figs gives back as well. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative. Show how much you care at the end of the year with Figs. This holiday season, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using our code THEO. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com and enter our code THEO at checkout. My sister is getting figs. She already knows it. I've said it before. And here's the crazy part. (laughs) I forgot to ask her what size, so I'm really interested to see if they fit. Uh, she is a nurse in Baton Rouge, and I'm very proud of her. That's right, Figs. This past weekend is brought to you by Skillshare. Not everybody can fight or wrestle or twister. Not everybody could wring their neighbor's neck if they want to over a hay issue. But Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity. They have classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, and even illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those new goals. Are you a freelancer? Try bookkeeping for freelancers. How to handle your finances. It's funny because I need to hire someone to do that right now. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering TPW listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. Go to Skillshare.com slash Again, go to Skillshare.com slash to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash And now, back to the episode. Did you finish the roof? 
Hell yeah, brother. That roof is done. <laughs> is it? I was going to get the roof done or die trying. <laughs> yeah. Now, is it a roof, one of those ones that's kind of a freestanding roof that's separate from the trailer? That's what my sister has. Yeah. Yeah. Let me show you a picture yeah. of it. It's a lean style. And yeah. the reason I did that is because I want to put, it's 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 not the A-frame. It's like one high side, one low side. Uh -huh. I want to put solar panels on one side of it, and I face that side towards the sun. Oh, wow. So, oh shit, my phone's off. I'll turn, I'll show you a picture of it. Cool. I'm, I'm proud of it. And what animals do you guys have living over there at your house? Do you have any pets of your own? Do you have any pets? Yeah, we got two dogs. Oh yeah? But uh, we're work once this, uh, once I get all the farming equipment and everything, I'm going to get chickens first. Yeah. I'm going to get cattle and I'm going to get a milk cow. When I get a milk cow, I'm going to get hogs because a milk cow, it can produce five gallons a day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we won't even need but two gallons a week. You give three gallons to the hogs. Yeah, every day. Wow. Yeah, and to the pup. Damn. So when I get a milk cow, now milk cows more responsibility than regular cattle. So I'm gonna. What, go. You gotta walk them and everything. Well, you gotta milk them every day. They dry up. Oh yeah. And isn't that crazy? If you don't milk them, they dry up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I one time I was somewhere, dude, doing something, and we were looking for mushrooms, and this man had a dairy, mm -hmm. and he ended up letting us drink right out of the pale after the, the milk came out right of out the teat i didn't get anything out the teat brian but i'm trying to go to heaven bro. hey that's as fresh as it gets right there man. yeah dude but the lord catches you sucking on an animal bro hey <laughs> somebody had to figure it out first how do you think they figured it out well look I'm, I'm glad they figured it out that is true though somebody had to figure it out first i ain't messed up about it man um let's let's get another call from one of our listeners man i gotta show you this roof brother oh yeah i want to see it what up, Theo? What up, Bryce? It's your boy Alejandro coming at you guys from Chicago. Uh, my question is for Bryce. I tuned into that season of The Ultimate Fighter you were on. Obviously, a bunch of undefeated fighters. I'm just wondering how you took that first loss, even though it's not on your record. How'd you mentally deal with that, being able to come back with that same mentality of an undefeated fighter? Thank you, guys. You guys are the best. Gang, gang. And Bryce, Reebok better get you them damn camo shorts. <laughs> Hell yeah, my brother. They so, won't, uh, though, will they? <laughs> well, it's just going to take time. It's going to take they're, time. I like it. They're going to fold before I fold. I like your know? attitude, bro. Uh, here's that little roof, though. That's that the truth. You got to check this shit out. Oh, man, that's beautiful, dude. I'm not an engineer. You know, I'm just, I just bought some wood and some metal, started putting shit together, man. <laughs> that's good, man. You guys are right there by the power lines, too, huh? Well, I had to put that in. That um, runs to the road. I put that, that line in. Oh, that's awesome, man. And is that a chicken coop in the back, too? Doghouse. Oh, it's up on stilts, huh? Yeah, the coyotes. Oh, damn. damn. A lot of coyotes out there. Them coyotes can't walk up there. They're too. Maybe if they were starving to death, they would, but they just... Dude, you did a great job, man. That's Thank cool. you, brother. Yeah, Thank you very that's really much. really cool. Um, Alejandro, my brother. Um, so how I deal with my... With that loss on the show, man, it's just like every other loss. You know, that ain't the first time I've had my ass whooped. My, when nobody was looking, my, my neighbor Jimmy knocked me out in the front yard, you know. Um, I guess that it would be... Hit you with them haymakers, yeah, huh? Yeah, Jimmy's got a haymaker. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jimmy, knock your ass out with that Damn, left hook, really? bro. Dude, Jimmy hits hard as shit. And... Uh, and don't fuck Jimmy's sister either. Oh, he'll, he'll, I didn't do it. Somebody, I've seen somebody <laughs> look, fuck yeah. Jimmy's sister, and ooh, that's not look, good. Dude, here's Me what I learned. <laughs> if you ain't the one doing it, if you watch it from the window, that still counts, bro. That's one thing I learned the well, hard well, way. Me and Jimmy was just training. That's when he knocked me out, was, was in training. But that was way back in the day. But 
you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've been getting my ass whooped. Um, it doesn't fit. You're not afraid. It's not. There's no. There must not be a fear of that. You're not afraid of. No, it's. I, I would say I'm. I'm more. Uh, when I talk about what could go bad in a fight. I'm always more worried about us, me doing something and not performing to the best of my ability. It's not the the fact that, you know, dude could, could bust you up, break your nose, all that shit. You know, that, that sucks, you know, but what really would get me is if I did something embarrassing, if I went in there and just brought shame to my family, that's something I couldn't live with. You know, I go in there to fight, bring honor to my family, anybody in my family say, wow, you know, win or lose, that, that, that kid's a fucking fighter. He, mm. he fought, he did his job. That's your job, is to go in there and fight to the best of your ability. Not to win. It's just to give it every damn thing you got. And, uh, but, yeah, that wasn't my first loss on the uh, the Ultimate Fighter, but I'd say just dealing with losses in general, man, you just, you know, it's it's shitty. And, and life is a bitch, man. You, you're just going to have to. I, I, I keep Yeah, it's life. You know what I'm saying? And. I got people I that what I visualize is is me providing for the people that I love. You know what I'm saying? That's what my ultimate goal in this sport is and that's the only reason that I'm doing it. It's cuz I think the people I love are going to live better lives when they I know they are. And uh, if I have to take if I have to walk through losses, ass kickings, embarrassment, people talking shit to me on Twitter. I can't even have an Instagram and a Twitter and a Facebook no more. I used because people talk shit to me. I can't handle it. I when people talk shit to me, like I said, I visualize hurting them and Oh yeah, you can't have, yeah, if I you can't get too deep tw- in that stuff, it'll I get bad. I had to delete my Twitter, my Instagram. Well, Instagram was cuz of squirrel pictures. They started taking down my squirrel pictures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, I and said, now why is that? that? So Instagram took it down just because you put it up as a meat, as a yeah. as a edible. Yeah. And it's like, dude, people, they say cruelty to animals. Yeah, that's, well, that's it, fucking insane. If you bullshit. if you need the animal, if you're eating the animal to eating live, animal, or you're eating the animal, saying. that's what I'm saying. And you know, people post pictures of cheeseburgers, yeah, and steaks and all this shit. Guess what? You know, I don't care what kind of world you live in, a fucking fantasy world. Uh, they fucking killed a cow to get that steak yeah. to get that burger. Not only did they kill it, I killed them squirrels in about two seconds, and they lived a natural life. And how do you kill them? Rear naked choke? What do you do with them? <laughs> well, if it was a deer, I'd rear naked choke yeah, it. Actually, I'd like, love to see you get on that little, get on a squirrel though, with that real small fucking arm bar. Him. <laughs> man, the last uh, deer I killed, I rear naked choked it. Man, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even shoot it. I mean, no bullshit. And did you sneak up on it? Yeah, it was, wow. it was a doe. It was sleeping. I caught, it was a, about a three-hour ordeal. You know, I was sitting up in a deer stand, and I called this doe in. Everybody says the doe was retarded or had Something some CWD. I'm telling you, it was a perfectly healthy doe. I just got its ass. You know, I just, I waited. I was patient, and I got really lucky. It wasn't just so much skill. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of luck. Mm-hmm. But uh, what happened is I was calling in this doe, and uh, lays down in front of me, goes to sleep, and I shoot at it with my crossbow, mm-hmm. and I missed and it only had one bolt, and it didn't. It didn't move. It well, it got up and looked around. It like looked it, but them crossbows. It's not like a gun. It just sounds like a branch breaking, you mm-hmm. know. So it got up and it looked around and it went right back to sleep. Oh, lazy, huh? Yeah, lazy man. Must and, have been uh, Sunday or must have been day <laughs> off, dude. It's just my lucky day, man. I was, I was just meant to get that deer. I'm telling you, because I just had the feeling. I was like, I, I visualized getting it because it was like I said, I called it in for three hours, and I really had to piss, and I really had, there was this little protein cookie sitting right by me in the deer stand. I mm-hmm. knew I wanted to take a piss, and I wanted to eat that cookie. 
Yeah. I was like, man, if you piss, that deer's going to smell it. If you reach for that cookie, the wrapper's going to make a noise. I was like, you can just, so for three hours, I'm sitting there just staring at this deer, not moving. It's cold. I finally shoot and I miss. And dude, it's the most disappointing feeling ever. Mm. And I instantly thought, man, this deer's going to get away. I didn't get no meat on my table. And when it went back to sleep, then how did you make that move? I thought, well, I'm going to try some crazy shit. And and I started making my way down to, down to the deer. I started making my way down to deer stand. You well, tiptoe? You rollerblade? Bro, <laughs> bro I'm t- that's the definition of tiptoe. Oh, yeah. I'm walking like Andy, I mean, on bro. the tops. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, I... Uh, I get halfway down a deer stand, and I start thinking, why don't I just grab my hatchet? Because I could chop it, but I'm already halfway down a deer stand. So You're not too, going back. Too late. Yeah. And then I start thinking, you know what? I'm better with my bare hands because that's what I do for a living. Um, yeah. So I start thinking, okay, I'm going to get this doe. And uh, there's a dead tree pointing at it. So that dead, it was probably about 35 yards away, 40 yards away when I started. There's a dead tree pointing at it. Mm-hmm. So I walked the whole length of that dead tree, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no noise at all right real quiet real couldn't hear me yeah couldn't, i mean nothing could hear me so now i'm up close to it when i got to the end of that dead tree i'm like from here to that that window away from it i'm thinking i'm gonna get this fucking deer yeah. there's no i take my gloves off because i had on big thick gloves mm-hmm. but when you get that close oh, you to can't it, yeah you gotta you, you're gonna have to have straight on the hand that's when the reality set in it's like i'm not just trying to do this shit i'm about to get my hands on it right so i take my gloves off you can't go up there all fucking just soft mitt. No, yeah. no, you want the grip. Yeah. You know, so I take my gloves off. I'm like, dude, this shit's getting real. And that's when my adrenaline was just like, it, it felt like a fight, like a literal. And it, he's still asleep? It's, yeah, she. it's a she. It's but a she. yeah, yeah, she's sleeping uh, completely Does asleep. Does that change your vibe any that it's a man or a woman you're about to attack? No, it's all it's all meat. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't attack a small one, but just because it's a... Uh, uh, it has the potential to grow bigger, so right. you could harvest that meat later. That's, oh, I see what you're saying. But I have no, you know, you're, you're killing something either way, whether it's a male or female. And I don't, I'm not even into the, the trophy hunting. I really don't care if it's the biggest buck in the world. If somebody asks, would you rather have the biggest buck ever, some 12-pointer, or, you know, three does? Yeah. I'll take three does. There's more meat. You know, I'm really just there for the meat. And uh, so then I... It was a wet day. It rained all day before. And so if you're, especially if you're squirrel hunting or something, that's the best time, best time to do it mm-hmm. is when it's damp outside, them leaves don't crunch, mm. you know? So then it fell asleep. Then to make it even more lucky, like I said, it was meant to be. It wasn't just because of my skill. It was God was giving that shit to me. He mm-hmm. was, he wanted that, that food on the table. He wanted me to get, to have that experience. And uh, the the deer fell asleep on a game trail. So it fell asleep on a on a damp day on a game trail, and on the game trail, that's where all these other deer were walking. So they've mm. already crunched the leaves for me. Oh, so it's like there's hardly any leaves there. The few leaves that there are, it's wet. This deer cannot hear me. This is a layup. This is this is a, sh- a fucking setup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This deer yeah, got dude. set up. Dude. You're thinking Chris Hansen might pop out from one of these trees? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. <laughs> well, dude, uh, I get up there on the deer. I mean, it didn't. I didn't make a noise, man. It was perfect conditions wow. and then uh i text my coach i have my phone in my pocket i straddled the deer when i straddled the deer that's when i text my coach and, and it's uh, still asleep still asleep and you're texting i'm texting i'm texting damn, and, dude, and the only damn. reason i i was texting my coach is because i really thought that doe might get up and whoop my ass it's about a hundred something hundred plus pound doe is and those fuckers are strong man and 
you can close your Postmates app at that point, dude, because you're fucking about to you about to eat. Oh yeah, well I texted my coach. I texted him, help, help, and run. And because uh, I didn't want to explain to him, hey, I'm about to choke out a deer. Like he would be like, yeah, it's what? a lot. It's a lot. So do I they just, have a deer emoji. I don't even if they have that. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> well, I just text him, help, help, run, because I want him thinking I'm about to die. Right. So he gets there quickly as possible. So right after I sent the text, he said, okay. Uh, and shit, I hopped on that deer. I, I couldn't get my right hand in because the way it was laying, it was laying on its right side. So I choked it with my, my weaker arm, mm-hmm. uh, with, with choking. I put my left arm on it and, uh, wrapped my ankles, you know, did a, did the standard little ankle, ankle lock. You know, I couldn't do a body triangle. So I just crossed my ankles mm-hmm. and squeezed every living Damn. shit out of it. Just squeezed it for about five minutes till my coach got there. And did it feel good or bad? Well, the thing was kicking so hard that I thought it was alive when he got there. And uh, I thought that the fucker was going to get away. You know, I really did. I mean, it was just convulsing and twitching so hard. I couldn't I couldn't control its back legs at all. I had its front legs pretty good with my legs around him. Uh, and my knees was pinching. So its front legs I felt good about. And, you know, I had it by yeah, the head. Yeah. But them back legs, dude, they're just kicking up dirt. Just panicking. Just <laughs> kicking up. Mud's flying. Oh, yeah. Like a fucking angry baseball coach yeah, yeah and and so coach comes over and he's like uh what are you doing he says what are you doing because <laughs> because and i already know what he's thinking in his head so i didn't even try to i said i didn't fucking shoot it because he i already know in oh his he head, thinks you shot he and you're over here just fucking around fucking around i said i didn't fucking shoot it mm-hmm. and he goes what i said i swear to god i didn't shoot it i said i swear to god he said, you're kidding. I said, I swear to God, stab this motherfucker. He's going to get away. Because yeah. I, my, my arm was cramping. I mean, I was squeezing it for five minutes, and this thing is just kicking as hard as it was when I first... It didn't slow down. It was just Not kicking. a bit. Not a bit. And you kicking. had to expect it was going to start to slow down, huh? Yeah, it didn't. didn't. So do you I'm, know where its windpipe is or anything? I mean, do you oh, have, yeah, right here. Okay. Just same same. And that's where you're on? At this, I'm that, on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm on its throat. I mean, I'm on it just... I mean, I've oh. I've finished most of my fights with rear naked choke. So, you yeah. know, if there's one thing I can finish, it's that damn rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it just like I should, but I'm just like, shit, this thing is tough as shit. You can't choke a deer, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, what do you want me to do? And yeah, I you said, never see deers choking each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, you know, stab, stab him quick, stab her, stab her. And, uh, and he, he said, stabbed her? Well, he said, I don't got my knife. I said, run up to the deer stand, get my hatchet, because my hatchet was in the deer stand, the one that I forgot. So wow, he runs yeah. up there, runs back, and he finally goes to chop its neck. And when I let go, that deer was dead because the head went limp Mm -hmm. even though the body was twitching the head went completely limp and it was like you know made like a a a moan that started out high but then ended up it's like you know like that was its last bit of air coming out of the lungs so i already knew that the then he chopped its neck anyway just to make sure that it was dead but uh yeah but while i was choking it i really thought the deer was alive I didn't know till I let go that I already killed it. Damn. So it could have been dead that whole time. It could <clears> probably been... probably was after about two minutes. <laughs> damn, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's almost like a rodeo a little bit at that point. Like, it was damn. wild, man. I I'd mean, pay money was... to see that. That Dude, dead deer riding? Yeah. <laughs> Bareback dead deer riding? I'd watch was, it. The shit was wild. but And I know people are going to be hating on me, these animal cruelty people. Hey, that's the best way. If you're a deer, you, you want me to choke you to death every time. Because let me yeah. tell you what. These deer... Uh, they die no matter what no matter if i choke them or coyotes eat them or they get old and 
and you know hit by cart they're gonna die and that's the most painless way to die that deer is probably unconscious trust me i've been choked out a lot okay that deer is probably unconscious in about seven seconds Mm -hmm. and it was waking up from a nap can you imagine waking up from a nap and then just basically going right back to i mean you're not even gonna know what's going on you're barely awake you're like what was that then you're going to heaven yeah and i mean i sat there man and uh like i said god wanted me to have that meat i sat there i said that's a layup man that's what i'm saying man it god put that deer there for me i said a prayer i was like i said thank you for right before i took the shot in my head i said god thank you for giving this meat to me my family needs it i'm gonna you know put it towards me the kids the girl we're all gonna eat good off this deer thank you so much i'm so grateful i take the shot and miss God said, "You're gonna have to work harder than that." Dang, bro. <laughs> yeah. God said, "Look, man, yeah. <laughs> shit ain't easy out here, buddy." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a beautiful story, dude. But um, you know that that's the most painless way to go out, getting choked out. Think about it: deer get shot in the ass all the mm-hmm. time, or the gut. Oh yeah. And they run away. They never get found. They die three hours later. They slowly bleed to death. I mean, or a net get hit by a Volvo, get hit by a van. Imagine get, getting yeah. hit by a fucking van, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Not even an SUV, bro. And these assholes, Fuck they don't that. even keep the meat, man. Yeah. They'll, they'll drive off, and the deer's just sitting there moaning, crying. It's like, anytime I see a deer on the side of the road, if it's still alive, I'm cutting the throat and putting it in the trunk. You know, these people just drive off and leave them. Yeah, and in a lot of areas, people want to say, like, yeah, I agree. Don't choke a deer out in the fucking middle of Beverly Hills, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand how those people think that way. But in rural Arkansas, or in a place <laughs> where people eat meat, use it all the time, you know, Man, it's just part of life, dude. It's- I'm not opposed to choking one out in the park. Yeah. Out here. What did you say? Beverly oh, Park? Yeah. <laughs> I think we could fucking set it up. Yeah. Let's Over go hunting, in, man. Over in Beverly Park. Dude, I'm trying to think of what you could catch around here. You could probably shoot some Antifa, some of those people, dude. <laughs> speaking yeah, of. Uh, here we have a question right here that came in. But uh, speaking of Antifa, uh, I wanted to ask this. You're... You said you don't really go on the social media, but I'm wondering if your manager filled you in, like what kind of response you got after uh, Trump quote tweeted you. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, man. yeah, I've it's a wild that. trial. Uh, you got a uh, quote from the president. Man, that's amazing, man. Um, that's so wild, huh? Um, and like I said, my mom, she don't support my MMA career at all. She's always saying, I want you to quit. I want this to be the last one. I don't want you to do this again. But man... When she found out Donald Trump tweeted me, she called and she said, oh, my God. <laughs> she was just screaming. She said, ah, Donald Trump. I mean, she she likes Donald Trump a she lot. She was excited, you know? huh? She was super excited. I mean, that's probably the most proud of me she's ever been. At the, the, and what's funny is uh, uh, my papa, I love my papa very much. And this and, your uh, grandfather? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's still alive. After my last fight, he said... Uh, he said, man, that was, you did good. And, and, you know, I'm just telling him I love him and telling him thanks and everything. And uh, I said, you see the governor text me? He said, the president texted you? I said, no, the president ain't texting me yet. I said, that might be a while. The <laughs> next fight, the president, <laughs> mess, you know, messages me. I said, wow. That's, Isn't that interesting? That's amazing. And it, it's funny how sometimes you you can almost feel stuff like that. You can feel sometimes certain things going to happen in your life a little bit. Like sometimes you get a little bit of a premonition yeah. in a weird way. That, yeah, I like that word, premonition. That's that's I'm going to start using that word. That's what I get. I get premonitions and stuff. Yeah. And it's and like. Those are real, man. Those are really, really real. Like I remember getting one of a. Uh, I remember like they have a an actor that hit me up about being in a movie uh, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. 
And a couple of weeks before, I've been looking on Instagram and I'd seen that he liked something of mine. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, man, it would be so wild if he hit me up and asked me about being in a film. Mm-hmm. It would be so interesting. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, it happened. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, it's just. I mean, I, I don't have any ego in it. It's just interesting how those premonitions can be real. Sometimes people just shake them off like it's nothing. No, I liked, I used to shake them off. Me too. I used to shake them off, bro. And now I look at them like that. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, yeah. I, I feel the same way about it, man. It's almost strange and weird, you know, but yeah, yeah I, I like those too myself. Yeah. It's even more wild he asked you and you said no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and here's the craziest part about the movie. I'm walking down the street. I, so I I got into this film and then I backed out of it. It was just uh-huh. too much of a time commitment. Yeah, I'm walking down the street the other night and uh, I see a guy who's in the movie, and I said, "How's it going?" He's like, "Man, I'm just bummed. I have to fly back out tomorrow. We still got to shoot scenes. I got to fly back out in two weeks." You didn't want and that I, being you, right? And man, at that one moment, I was like, "Oh." I made the right choice for myself, you know, even though I think either choice would have been okay, but I was like, oh, I, I trusted whatever instinct was in me. Mm-hmm. I trusted it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. did you always feel like, cause I know coming from like a humble beginning in that sort of place and coming from, a, you know, you know, just a come from kind of like a, and I don't want to say redneck. I don't believe in a lot of that kind of stuff, but I think of like rural, you know, coming from a more simpler place do you ever did you ever feel like you were destined for something bigger um like did you ever honestly feel like that for yourself because some people never think that you know or never have that desire did you that's a better word that never some people never have that desire for something uh bigger more grandiose kind of um did you ever think that or is this all just been kind of like as your platform is growing and you know your name in in your sport is it just been kind of a surprise um I think that uh, uh, what you just described there, I've heard people that I train with, because, you know, I've been talking about wanting to be in the UFC for over 10 years now. Since, I mean, I was, it it's didn't, you know, it wasn't overnight. This is a long time ago. And when you first start, everybody thinks that's impossible. You know, and I've heard people in the gym that I train with that are good people, more talented than myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't have a lot of talent. Um you know, I have a, yeah, you know, awesome, bro. <laughs> you know, I fucking work hard and I'm tough as shit and I'm not scared of nobody, you know, and that's, oh, that, well then I don't have that, dude. I think I have some talent. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't have that, but I mean, I, I work hard, but I'm not tough as nobody you, you definitely and I'm afraid hard, of a man. lot of shit. Man. No, you definitely work hard. I have worked hard though. And, uh, man, uh. The guys in the gym? Yeah, they're more talented than you saying? Yeah, yeah, the guy in the gym, you know, and this was probably 10, more than 10 years ago, dude said, man, I I said, man, can't you wait till we get to UFC? Isn't that going to be fucking badass? And he said, "Uh, man, we're just never going to make it from this little town. That's what he said. And uh, so people do think about like stuff like that. It's never stopped me, ever, Um, you know. Yeah, it's just not part of your brain. It's not part of how your brain does it. No, and I think it adds coolness to the story, too. You know, doing something from somewhere that a lot of other people aren't doing. You know, it just, it makes me unique. And not just my my personality or whatever, uh, where I'm from, it makes my fighting style unique. Mm. I'm doing some shit that's, that, you know, I mean, I'm doing shit that you don't see it 
at some of these other gyms, man, where you got 50 MMA fighters. I mean, I'm doing some top secret shit. Yeah, I love <laughs> that, man. And do you love that a little bit? I mean, do you, uh, do. do you start to think, like, what else can I do that is unique, you know? Yeah, because things always evolve, you know? Like, yeah. I remember... Um, People started dribbling the basketball, like the like every little thing in sports. Things always evolve. Some someone yeah. finds a new way of doing it, a little bit of a new way, or a new look, or a new vibe, really. Mm -hmm. um, and is that something you start to feel a little bit like? Man, I wouldn't have imagined if if I, if you'd have told me when I started uh, that I would have evolved as much as. It, and really, nobody knows how much I've evolved as a fighter besides myself. Right. Because now I know what I'm capable of, and I know where I started. Nobody else does. They just see from the outside. But I'm telling you, man, I would have never imagined there was uh, so many. Int and it's like every day you learn, you work something new, and you're you're always. I'm always trying to learn something new. I just wouldn't have imagined that it would. It'll probably be like that till I retire, and then after I retire, I'll just train for fun. And I'll probably be that old dude that still saved up a couple ass whoopings and have some new moves to try out on some young punk, yeah. you know, that's just talking some shit to me. Take somebody fucking down at <laughs> yeah. the fucking, over at Wally World, yeah, right in the parking lot. Yeah, right there in the Take parking lot, man. Hey, down, man, at Walmart, there's some assholes at Walmart, man. Dude, come on, man. Telling you right now. Dude, they should make, and some people, man, they had this one family I know, they used to tie a couple carts together. You know when they bring the carts in, they'll push them all in? Well, this family, they would, like, uh, they would tie a couple carts in the front where it wouldn't come all the way back, and they would just push like a train and just load them all up, dude. <laughs> Have five or six kids hanging off, kid between the tits. One of them ladies got just one warm-ass kid just like, <laughs> sitting right there. <laughs> Some real premature. I don't even think that kid, I think he was real premature. He's, he yep. should still be on the inside, but he's on the outside. <laughs> She's got him just baking right between them fucking front breads, man. Um, we got a question that came in right here. We didn't get to it. Let's go. Hey, guys. This is Grace from Minnesota. And my question for you is, uh, what's the best compliment that you've ever received and who was it from? And my second question is, do you still have your underwear from the Ultimate Fighter gang? <laughs> Man, look, I had to think about this one because there is a compliment that, I just can't remember it. But I remember getting that compliment and thinking that might be the greatest thing somebody's ever said to me. Hmm. Just can't remember what the shit was, man. <laughs> Been hit to me damn times. It was uh But could you have remembered before you were hit, I wonder? That's what I'm wondering. Man. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, here it is. Here All it right. is. Um it was somebody in the gym. Uh and this might not this is the best thing that I can think of right off the bat. Uh somebody came up to the gym after my fight and uh they said uh, they they were all pumped up. They're like, "We doing twisters tonight?" Because I teach a jujitsu class. I said, "Hell yeah, we're doing twisters tonight." It was right after I got that twister. Mm -hmm. So everybody's because if you show a twister but you never done one in a competition, everybody says, "Oh, this is some bullshit." Yeah, you know, yeah, what that's kind true. of bullshit is this? And I know it works because I do it all the time. But after my fight, now other people can say, "Okay, it really does work." This kid's not on some crazy shit. Yeah, we'll learn the twister from him. And yeah. so this woman, she come up to me and she said, uh, "I really like your coaching." She said, "I." you were born to do this wow yeah even as a coach huh mm -hmm. that's really yeah, she she was talking about my coaching that's a compliment huh yeah that's probably one of the greatest compliments somebody ever told me and why that, that's more than just saying you're a good coach yeah that's what made you feel good about it just on the inside man just made me feel like i have a purpose you know yeah and, and i mean that's the 
the ultimate goal, I guess, of a coach is to make, you know, feel like you have a purpose, like you're helping these people. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> is it, is it important for you to help other people? Hell yeah, dude. I want to train some ninjas, man. Hell yeah. I want, if somebody fucks with one of my ninjas in the Walmart parking lot, man, I want them twisting them up in a pretzel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? saying? Bro. Hey, Aunt Annie's, I, bro. You're going to open up a new Aunt Annie's. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I take it, I take it, um, super serious, uh, trying to coach the technique just down to the little nitty gritty details. Don't lock your hands this way, do it this way or vice versa, you know, just, um, and, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, I, I take it serious. You know, I, I really want to do the best that I can. Being a coach, yeah. It's nice, man. It's nice to have, uh, yeah, appreciation for what you do. I wonder sometimes if I would ever teach comedy. I don't think I would. I think it's such an individual type of thing where it's just your own personality and mm -hmm. stuff. I don't think there's anything. People always ask me, like, how, how, do, how do I get into comedy? I get, you know, a lot of people that send that in. And, and I'm grateful for people asking me. Um but it's really just with that, it's just practice. You know, there's not mm -hmm. really a technique you can learn from anyone else, you know. Uh, so in that sense, I can't relate to some of that. But what did you say? A great compliment. Um, somebody told me one time, this girl said, what I like about your comedy is for smart people and dumb people. That's yeah. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and that made me feel pretty good, I think. Hell yeah. Because I never knew which one I was anyway. So I think it made me feel pretty good. We got a mix of both. Yeah. <laughs> a mix of both. And mix that's okay. Yeah. Dude, where I would grew up, man, it was embarrassing to be smart if you were smart. Yeah. Do you ever remember anything like that? Like if somebody was fucking smart, dude, look at this motherfucker. I mean, they definitely stand out. I wouldn't say we made fun of them, but, you know, be like, that's a smart dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fucking smart dude, bro. Like, I remember, yeah, some people did not want anything to do with fucking the alphabet mm -hmm. or fucking ideas, bro. I remember mm -hmm. trying to tell this one kid what an idea was. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's like when something comes into your head that you don't really know. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> he's <laughs> an idea, bro. He goes, oh, man, you missed me with all of that shit. I said, fuck it, you never had an idea? <laughs> well, she was, uh, she's asking about those boxers, too. And about them boxers, I have at least like ten packs of them left. Yeah, because that's that was the main prize. That's the main thing you took, huh? Yeah, on the show they let you request stuff, and so that's all I requested was boxers. And so I got ten packs of boxers. They're, I mean, I'm gonna have boxers from that show for the next probably ten years at least. <laughs> Amen, man. Mm -hmm. We're gonna fucking we're gonna keep you. We're gonna make you keep your word on that, dude. <laughs> And if she was talking about the bloody ones, I don't know if she was talking about the blood, because that's the one that I ripped my nuts up in. Uh-huh. And uh, the boxers are fine. They just have blood all over them. But uh, we were going to frame them, put them in a frame, and, you know, just tell people a story. Oh, I and, thought you uh, meant use them in a crime. <laughs> no. I'm like, damn. Frame them up. What, what kind of crime? <laughs> Well, uh, we don't fucking yeah. lay them by a murder. Well, but yeah, we it started smelling so bad. Oh, they yeah. started smelling just this god awful, just blood and semen smell. So it's like <laughs> fuck that, man. We just power washed them, and now I wear them. Oh hell yeah! Bro. <laughs> Do you really? Hell yeah! Oh, that's beautiful. It's a good dude. pair. I mean, they didn't get ripped. I mean, that's solid material. <laughs> yeah, that's pressure washing, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking dude. You ever get one of those pressure washers at hose? The the ones you use at home? Those things are fucking nice. Yeah, huh? they're strong as shit. Dude, mm -hmm. some of them are real strong. If you get the industrial one, the one that have like the gas powered, 
dude, that thing almost cut your skin open. Sometimes. You know, they cut like machines that cut through metal. That's maybe they use lasers on some of them, but a lot of them just use water. Yeah, to cut through metal. It's crazy, huh? Yeah, I mean, you really some of them use. I've heard of them using sand or something. Sand. There's lasers, but water will cut right through metal if it comes out with enough pressure. It's wild, huh? Mm-hmm. Dude, lasers are wild. Bro. I remember when I was growing up, dude. You tell people what is the thing. Oh, lasers, bro. If you wanted fucking to sell something to somebody, they'd be like, dude, you want to buy this hat? They'd be like, nah, I don't want it. They'd be like, dog, it's got lasers on it. They'd be like, all right, I'll take it, dude. Fucking rural people love lasers, man. I think that the uh, as far as secret weapons go and shit, I definitely think the government's got some badass lasers. Oh, yeah. I, I think we could melt some motherfuckers if we wanted to. That's one thing I do believe in is secret weapons. As far as they go, I think we got some type of ghetto invisibility type thing yeah and, and i think it's boot then i will say the the invisibility i bet is fucking bootleg like you can still see people's shoes yeah like you yeah. can still see their shoes or you can it's, still like hear, yeah, hear their keys jingling but like, it's good enough yeah, where you know enough, yeah. yeah i think we got invisibility it just is kind of shaky right yeah, now it's kind of shaky we definitely like every got now and then you kind of show up for <laughs> half a second yeah. you're like fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah but fucking i guarantee you we got some lasers that could melt a motherfucker guarantee oh, you i believe that man I, you know they have a laser where you look at the stuff that can hear through walls you know that mm -hmm. so they could put a laser on your house and hear what you're saying mm. that's crazy man mm -hmm. let's see what kind of secret weapons they got nick can you google secret weapons for people if they come up on google i think that's a failure of a secret weapon but. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, dude. <laughs> dude they used to have look they have a museum in philadelphia where you can go and they have all the spy stuff that they ever use mm -hmm. for spies like they have like a little camera that like a bird would wear and he'll fly out and mm -hmm. see stuff is that in dc or phil you said philadelphia this is philadelphia how they may have is, it in dc too how close is philadelphia to dc i think it's probably about a three-hour drive okay never mind well my buddy he was telling me uh because when i was up in dc He's uh he's in all shit like that. He said, man, you got to go to the spy museum. Oh, wow, yeah. So either they have one in D.C. or he was mistaken about the one in Philadelphia. It could, could be. be. Some of them travel to different spots, I think. Could like they'll like do that. like, yeah, a couple mm -hmm. months here. Because it was not a whole museum. I will say this. It was just an exhibit at a museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 alleged secret weapons. Right there, number 10. Laser. Direct. Look, that's the first one on the list. Fucking I can tell you right shit. now. That's that's what I said. That's number one on the list. Everybody knows when you start going down that list, it's going to get more top secret. Yeah. We're talking about some butt bombs, man. <laughs> you know, some, yeah. just some dirty, dirty shit. Dude, I'm talking fucking lasers, Acoustic bro. devices. That's it. That's long range acoustic. That ain't going to work mm -hmm. on me, man. Look at these ears. <laughs> yeah, it's going to block out 90% oh, of shit. Damn, yeah, bro. This shit ain't going to work on me. That's just almost wood on the edges, dude. You I'm got that wood grain <laughs> exterior, boy. You know what I'm saying, man. That, shit ain't, that acoustic shit ain't going to work on me, buddy. Now, harp. Do you know about that harp stuff? Uh-uh. They're supposed to control the weather with it. I believe it. I believe they are controlling the weather and shit with it. Man, I wouldn't be shocked, dude. I don't know about all the store stuff. I don't know what that is. What is this? Flying aircraft carriers? The United States began exploring the tactical potential of airborne aircraft carriers. That'd be sick. You got planes flying out of a plane? That'd be dope. Yeah. The future, bro. Subliminal messaging, well, that's, bro. That's, Go that's, back to that, That's dude. been going on. That's been going on. Subliminal messaging used extensively in advertising. Dude, that shit happens all the time. Yeah, that's that's not even no secret. That's just a that's a thing. They're definitely. Oh, I'll be thinking about like uh, some chicks or something, dude. I walk outside, three chicks will walk by, and I'll be like, "What the <laughs> fuck, dude?" I was just thinking about chicks. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Um, any other questions, Nick? Uh, I just had one 
so you signed with the UFC. You had fights left when you signed. Did they like resign you? Did you think about like waiting it out and like because like PFL they got their tournament for a million dollars. Rory McDonald just signed with them. Uh, did you ever think of that as a thing? Because I, I could you could beat Lance Palmer. Yeah, uh, man, that PFL. Um, man, I was in. I was signed to WSOF when they went bankrupt and turned into PFL. Yeah. So, but my. And I'm not here to put nobody on blast. Everything was fine and worked out. But my World Series of Fighting contract was going terrible, man. They they didn't find me the number of fights that they said that they would. And they would only, like Bellator offered me before I signed UFC, Bellator offered and WSOF wouldn't let me fight for Bellator. So it's like I missed a Bellator opportunity and them mm. fuckers wouldn't find me a fight. They signed a contract saying they would find me four fights in two years two years went by i only had one fight with them and i was begging i was begging them for fights like give me one give me one and they just kept putting me on the back burner like i'm fucking you know fuck you put you know we we got we got other people fighting you know other bigger people to worry about so it just pissed me off well two years goes by that shit damn a long time and well something wasn't going on right with that company because they went under that was wsof they went under bankrupt whole world series of fighting yes Mm -hmm. wsof yeah damn and uh yeah it sounded like it would go under yeah (laughs) almost and they went under well dude calls me and starts begging me hey sign over to uh and this is after being in a contract bad for two years begging him for bites i'm never calling you contacting you Mm -hmm. and he says he calls me one day and says hey man you want to be a millionaire i'm like what's up that's a good response (laughs) you know like what's going on he says well we're, we're doing a new tournament and if you just sign this new contract, you can be a millionaire. And that's what he says word for word. And I'm thinking, no, fuck this. I'm out. Because once the company goes under, my contract's void. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's sitting there telling me, you could be a millionaire this time next year. You could be a millionaire. And and sure enough, PFL is doing great. I don't know where they're getting their money from, though. I don't either. I think they're going to go bankrupt, too. But as far as right now, he was right. Right. He, so- he was right. He, he wasn't lying. But... During that period of time, I'd already had it was it was not going. Yeah, you had well. a bad experience with him, and so he just calls me up one day after not calling me for months, not answering my texts and shit, and then he says, "Do you want to be a millionaire?" Yeah, and I'm just thinking, all right, it's some get rich quick. That's bullshit. like Ed Sullivan or something like that's like somebody <laughs> bringing that big check to your house on that yeah. commercial Reader's Digest or some kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, and so uh, I instantly got out of that contract, and then I went to the Ultimate Fighter, mm. and then I signed a six fight to go on the Ultimate Fighter. You had to sign a six-fight deal, and so I was three fights through it, and that's when you, I guess, typically renegotiate after yeah. about three fights or halfway, and so that's what I'd done, and they offered me almost double, and so I took it, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm happy with it, you oh, yeah. know, because even if you uh, win that, the, the UFC has more exposure. Mm-hmm. It has the most exposure out of all the, the even if I would have won that million dollars, it's not as... Uh, Everybody knows it's not the same as the UFC. You yeah, know, the yeah. UFC is the best of the best. Lance Palmer's not the best 145. He might be the richest now, but, <laughs> you know. Do you feel good about the choices you've made so far? I mean, uh, it seemed like you wait a while to take a fight. You know, it's like, um, yeah. are, are you more anxious now to speed that up? Or are you just still kind of, uh, you know, do you still kind of set in, in, in kind of your planning and stuff? Uh, I get like those premonitions about when I should fight next. And whenever I get that feeling, that's when I'll, I, but I get this feeling like, okay, it's time now. And, uh, just for whatever, 
I, I just make up my mind and this is where I want to do it. And, uh, but I just feel like after that last fight, they're, they're trying so hard to fucking push me. They're like, and, uh, look what they've done. To, and I, and I am ready. I'm telling you right now, I could fight any given fucking day on that for that 145 title. And mm-hmm. I have the ability to, to win. I don't just want to win. I want to dominate. Mm-hmm. I want to be at the best of my ability. I want to do things correctly, progress and be the best that I can be yeah. when I get there. But if they offered to fight to me tomorrow, the title fight. Yeah, I'd take it. But what they're trying to do is rush me into some fight. Um, like they was trying to get me to fight in February real quick, you know? And, uh, it seems a little quick. It's just a little quick, man, because the, the weight cuts hard on you. You know, you lose 20 pounds in two days and your stomach's fucked up. You're not, you know, it's just like, just give me a, and here's another thing about training for a specific opponent. Like if you're fighting somebody in two or three months, um, you do not develop the same as you do when you're not focused on somebody. When you're focused on somebody, mm-hmm. yes, you're developing, but you're more worried about continuously doing a couple things. Because you oh, know those I see couple, what you're saying. Those, yeah, of course. Like when I'm fighting Matt Sales, <clears throat> I'm not going working my karate. Right. You know, I'm really not. I'm not. Uh, you can't train the same because you're you training for that opponent. For that motherfucker. And yes, you get very good at, at doing what you're doing, but it gets uh, repetitious. Yeah. It gets repetitious. It gets uh boring mm-hmm. and it's by the time the fight gets there you're just so fucking ready to fight the dude you know what you want to do you've been practicing it for months and it's like it it kind of uh and the fight is fun and everything but just the training is fun too and i like going into training knowing i can work whatever i want to work and that's how i believe that i develop myself that's how i work on my weird shit you yeah. know that's how i get good at twisters that's how i get good at things that i do that a lot of other people don't it's because i'm relaxed in the gym i'm having fun i'm trying to challenge myself if i know i'm fighting matt sales i'm not going out and fucking you know doing doing things to develop myself further i'm more just like uh focusing on a few things like mm-hmm. i need to do this this and this and that's going to win me this fight get my family this fucking money mm-hmm. and that's what i have to do anything else i consider like fucking around you yeah. know it's Amen. like it's like uh you doing a big show but then also going work out at a club and you can just kind of do your thing you go do a show you're like i want to give them the best you always talk about it yeah but yeah you can practice on your own <laughs> same concept yeah it really is man it's funny i thought about that it was like sometimes i have to if i know i'm trained like just doing a tour or something you have to keep doing a lot of the same material and it'll evolve some yeah but at a certain point it does some of the repetition gets to be a lot mm-hmm. whereas it's nice when you don't have to have a like a tape in a comedy special or something or a certain tour and then you could just be free. Yeah. And your brain's yeah. free to think, your too. Your brain is free. You your feel, brain is free. Yeah. That's, nothing, that, yeah. That, that's why I start. That's why I'm in love with it is because of uh, just having the fun in the gym. It's like a, a reset for me if I, you know, well, no matter what's going on, I go in the gym and I have some fun. It's like Fuck, it releases fun. these chemicals, you know, you feel all good, relax, your buddies are there. And that's why I love to do it, you know. Amen, man. Um, the money, some of the money that you made, you guys are, what are you guys doing with it? I'm uh, I invested in I got two LLCs. So Dang, I got bro. some got a little bit of uh, rent houses going. Mm-hmm. Just trying to do you know, and they won't pay themselves off for another ten to fifteen years. But that's for when I'm retired, you know. Yeah. Uh. So one day, hopefully, them rent houses will pay themselves off. Uh. One of my teachers, he's a he's a financial advisor. I'm probably gonna you know give him some money, putting some stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's like a passive form of income, I don't have to monitor it. You know, I pay him a fee and he fucking does all of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a little bit of that. And, uh, 
so those are some of my investments and uh then i'm gonna just gonna build a little place like a metal house like a pole barn mm-hmm. I'm, I'm building one at my place and then that's gonna be able to store for what like my, a cook shed or something no uh for the kids to stay in and for all the farming equipment and a uh, training facility i'm putting a small gym at my place so like i won't be able to do like everything that you do at a regular gym and you know what i'm saying but if i just want to have one or two buddies over or three buddies over we could train right there in my garage oh, that'd be nice. and so i'll be training at my own place three four or five times a week now nice. you know so just extra training i'll have all that and once that that metal building gets built mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be a farmer because i've got my equipment i could store things right now if i got a bunch of corn i wouldn't fucking have anywhere to put it dude yeah. i'd fill up my trailer with corn yeah <laughs> you know like, yeah you sleeping on it i'd make a joke about that but it'd be corny <laughs> <laughs> dude one of my favorite things was whenever the uh one of these cameras beep nick it was this one. Oh, it was okay cool um one of my favorite things was sometime whenever the combine, we would run the combine through like the uh, through the fields, you know, and going and jumping in all that corn when it was filled up in there, man. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Emptying out into these big, like, just like, uh, basically, I guess they're like, uh, what is like a, like a thing you put on the back of a 18 wheeler or something, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the tops open and we just get mm-hmm. in there and fucking just sit in there and all that corn. And it smells like bread. It smells like fresh baked bread. Mm-hmm. When you get in there, um, and your lady, everything good with the lady? Everything's good to go, brother. That's yep. awesome, man. And she has a couple of children, right? Yeah, she's got two kids. Uh, everything couldn't be any better, and yeah, it's going good. Nice, man. Cool, man. Well, um, we just want to thank you for coming on. Anything yeah. else you have? That's it. That's it for me. Yeah, thank you so much, thank Bryce you, Mitchell, brother. man. Best of luck thank to you, you. Very much, and my we'll brother. be cheering you on, thank brother. You so much, yeah, man. I gotta take a piss, like do you? Crazy. Yeah, do piss wherever you want, dude. <laughs> You're Bryce Mitchell. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it in my bones but it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wind shine that light on me I'll sit and tell you Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Do you know what I mean? 
Hi, <laughs> I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks just butt dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.